What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. God knows what you heard there. Should have just been the music and we're live, but another day on the middle. <laughs> That's why and they look on, man. That's why they want to see us. We get the people what they want. Yeah, we keep what? it real. Which Almost is what? Real. Which, which is which is a random half sentence as we start the show. Well, we neither actually, one of you guys can shut up before the music starts. Is I that nobody heard not? me say anything. Barrett, uh-huh. Barrett's the uh-huh. one who's always talking when the, uh-huh. when the show comes back or when the show wants to go to break. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm the saying you guys want to cut me off. No, it's I got to get the people what they want. E job. You're not going to sit there and start talking when the, the producers in your ear break. Like, you're not going to keep talking in that. We've got music that plays for both of you. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Stepping over that line. My goodness. You're like Russell Westbrook stepping out of bounds. <laughs> well, let's go to the tape. Yeah, seriously. Let's review this. Boy, I tell you, I don't know what is more exciting right now for me. Breaking down all of the possible angles of a game tonight, in which it's going to be, and I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, it has to be. Or well, it better be. Let's yes. just say it had better. It be will be. I'm telling you, man, it will be. This look at game twos so far. The yeah. only the only anomaly that we've seen with game twos, and I mean like with top seeds, is what's happening in L.A. With and I Clippers. don't mean Lakers. Yes, with the Clippers. Yeah, yes, that's something right there. What's like, up with the Clippers, man? Well, you can't they keep did the same thing last year. Yeah. What, we expected something different. Luka Doncic is just doing whatever he wants. And, mm-hmm. y- you know, you start to look at a guy like that. That's that's what's lacking. Mm-hmm. Like, think about this. How do you get 41 from Kawhi Leonard? How do you get a decent stat line, at least from Paul George? Yet neither one of those guys really dominated the game like Luka did with the ball. Mm-hmm. And there's something to it, man. Like. Doncic is definitely like Embiid and like, you know, maybe Durant or Harden when he's cooking. Like there are a couple of guys you can look at, um, not Porzingis, Jokic. Like you can look at Dame, 
right? You can look at a Steph. You can look at a couple of the guys. Who MB, are, you keep relieving out MB, dog. MB was the first guy I mentioned. Oh, okay. Are you right. here? <laughs> no. He's checking his emails. Seriously. Leave him alone. <laughs> first guy I mentioned after this whole thing with with Luka Doncic. But, there, you know, like five, six guys in the NBA who they can control the game all over. And yeah. it's not even like Luka is not even the best defender or anything like that, but it's just he's controlling the game. And the Clippers, man, they're uncomfortable playing fast. Dallas, they'll go in a track meet. But the mm -hmm. Clippers are one of the slowest-paced teams in the NBA. And, yeah, you're going to see points. But, look, Reggie Jackson was the only other guy in double figures, man. You can't win games that way. I, well, I, you know, you're right. You know, you're right. But I, what I want to see the Sixers do tonight is what the Brooklyn Nets have done to the Boston Celtics in the first two games. And that's just just blitz them in the first quarter. Brooklyn had 46 the other night and 40 last night. And they've got like, you know, 14, 18 point leads after quarter number one. And the game is over. Well, they Joe just Harris. step on the throat and yeah. they don't let up. That's what the Sixers need to do tonight. That wasn't well, exactly what I said, too. We said that yesterday. You know, we, we knew they were going to do that. And they made it, like I said, they made it known from the beginning. This is this this is our series. This is our game. We let you guys hang around too much last week. We're going to erase all doubt mm -hmm. on who the better team is. I mean, and, and it's so hard to stop them from so many different vantage points. I mean, you look at, you know, you you look at who really controlled the game. You know, it you really couldn't tell. You really couldn't tell who the better of the three was. But all of them played it within their role. Mm -hmm. All of them played ball. You know, like you know, they you talking about a team that has that 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 cohesiveness. They had it, man. Even though they haven't played together, they had that cohesiveness uh, yesterday. Well, they I mean, had it. Joe, they, nothing really was going on in the first quarter or so. Like Joe Harris was the reason why they had that gigantic lead. The guy had like 16 points in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. Well, same thing happened the other night. Right. The point of it, though, is that nothing else worked after Joe Harris and the or not even specifically Joe Harris but nothing else worked following that and they still won like they didn't blow Boston out in game 1 by any no, means that's what I'm saying but we but, the next game they wanted to make sure that they knew who the boss was in the series you know i mean yeah but i was, Kyrie, man go ahead go ahead no i was going to say like if if you look at how that game progressed right oh, what am i talking about um yeah if you're looking at how that game progressed a lot of this was just what was opened up from joe harris so what what works i guess to brooklyn's favor even more so is that this wasn't like the big three came out right away and just destroyed boston and then they went to the bench it was like a fourth or arguably fifth guy came out there and dominated that's what i think was was crazy about how that played out well that's what i'm saying that's what I was trying to say. I mean, I wasn't. Nobody really came out and just dominated. In partnership, Joe Harris did. No. Let me finish after we get through with this. The middle. And I'll answer. On the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. 
Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, welcome in. We've got a busy Wednesday here, two hours as we're joined by, as you hear, Sports Map Radio across the Jacob Media YouTube page. As people are filing in, we remind you to like, to share, subscribe. You want to hit the notification bell. I, I see earlier in the stream. We had a nice shout by the Penguin AZ to smash the like button. And that's what it, I mean, look, we don't ask much from the community by any means. That's the one small thing we do is when you come in here and you see a new name or you see somebody brand new to the Jacob Media YouTube page right through the middle, you want to just remind them. That's it. Just, hey, you know, make sure you like, make sure you share. And really that bell so you don't miss shows. We see people straggling in late. And we want to avoid that. We want people here right from the jump. In fact, if you can get here early, then you might be privy to some off-air conversation that is not for public <laughs> consumption by any means. But as long as that link is live, you can pop in here and, and do it. All right, we've got Chase Hughes joining us today at 1140. And he covers the Wizards for NBC Sports Washington. We also have our chat with Jeff Parles. Coming up at 1240. 1240. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And I was confused yeah. in the first couple of minutes. I, I conflated uh, two of the series. I meant what the Bucks did to the Heat in game one, where they got, got jumped out to a huge lead, put up 46. And then Brooklyn did it last night, yeah. jumping out to a 40 to 26 lead in that first quarter. I conflated yeah. the two series. Yeah. What, what I was trying to say was, I mean, you look at the Nets, you're thinking the big three are going to be the ones that are going to, you know, totally dominate the game. And that wasn't the case. The way the ball movement was, you know, I mean, you can tell the Celtics wanted to go out and stop at least uh, two of the three guys that, you know, they, you know, that you look at as far as scoring. Mm -hmm. But what happens? They started distributing the ball and getting the ball to people. And, and those guys, you know, the, the, you know, what you call them, second tier guys, you got the first tier guys, the big three and the second tier guys. We're making shots happen. You leave them open, they're hitting shots. So it wasn't controlled by the three three directly. It was indirectly done yeah. by them just being I'm there and their presence being there. Okay. We got to get you guys a clock. <laughs> what or, did I do? I did, did nothing. I we keep we just keep going late and it's just uh, you know, we cut off on the audio. That's all. I was trying to I was trying to get you in there, but I should have let you know that we only had 10, 10 seconds. But I know you wanted to get that point in, so that's all. All I'm good. I'm on it today, man. I'm on, on it today. No, I, I enjoyed it. What's that? I enjoyed watching ball yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I, I would just say that that's that's what they've been doing all year. Like what Joe Harris did is not what Joe Harris has been doing all year, but it's what the Nets have been doing all year because they haven't had those big three together. So it's just a matter of somebody is going to be completely open, even with two guys on there or one guy on there. And Joe Harris, like that's what I think the crazy thing about it is, is that Joe Harris is one of these weird dudes who doesn't get any better when you start taking guys off the floor. So that's where I would be really concerned about now going up against Brooklyn is if you if you have, like Barrett said, all three guys on the floor like that, moving the ball around to where there's a dude like Joe Harris who normally just 
you don't see a usage rate go up when these guys are off the floor. Like Jeff Green, for example, was picking up a lot of the slack earlier this year. And when they brought in Blake Griffin, he looked like a revived individual. To have a dude like Joe Harris knock down those many shots and that many threes in the first quarter, you're never going to beat Brooklyn, ever. No. Ever. I mean, it's it's Marion Barber with the three-touchdown lead. Yeah. <laughs> right? How about the game Tatum had last night? He only played in, what, 20, 21 minutes. Oh, yeah, they, they were out. Sometimes right. I think Hoopers are just soft, man. Come on, man. He got poked in the eye. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he only he only he only took how many shots while he was in there, too. Oh. I mean, just like the production while he was on the floor was nothing. No, he wasn't having a good game, and, and neither was he defensively, but a lot of that is because he'll just by default get matched up against Durant a lot in that smaller lineup. You got poked in the eye. Not a good basketball team, man. Like Boston, I I don't know, you know, I don't know what people want. I watched a little bit of the first half of that, and then I went to the hockey, and then I came back for the Lakers for the first half. That was brutal because it was all fouls. I know, man. Like they were blowing the whistle, it seemed like every 12, 13 seconds. Yeah, I didn't touch that game until we, uh, Barrett actually was the one who sent the text because I forgot to turn over to it. But I was waiting to see just how healthy Chris Paul was. Yeah. Because if Chris Paul wasn't going to play, then you just, you knew it. You had he to try to gut it out. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. He limited. You could tell from the beginning, you know, when he was taking off his warm up. Yeah. Yep. He's got yeah, all that, that tape on his shoulder. It was your text. I forgot. This is The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Park Studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, one thing with the Lakers and Suns game last night, and we'll start looking at the Sixers tonight, of course. Barrett sends the text out, and I got to give Barrett a shout here because I want to bet because of his text. No. Yeah, as soon as I saw Barrett Brooks texting the group, which is the three of us, that Chris Paul couldn't even lift his arm above his shoulder to get his shirt off, I immediately went to my sports book app of choice. <laughs> and when I say pound, I mean pound, CCH pounder on that sucker. Just oh, yeah. Yeah, CCH Pounder. That's a shield reference. Absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. That's where I went. <laughs> Barrett's telling me this guy can't lift his arm up over his head. Yep. That's where I went. Bottoms up on the Pounder. <laughs> she was very good in the shield. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah. What else is she in? She's in some other things. She's in some other crime, like uh, police stuff. Wasn't Who is this in- we're talking about? CCH Pounder. Pounder. It stands for Carol Christine Hilaria, her birth name. Mm-hmm. She was born on Christmas Day in 1952. She's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, she's in a ton. Oh, yeah. I talk like Law and Order. She yeah, might have been yeah, in yeah, some yeah, of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. She, you know who uh, you know who we're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's in the Matrix, also. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, she is in the Matrix. She's right? Good in yeah. the Shield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantastic in the Shield because she and Dutch, the other yeah. cop, are like great combo, real straight cops. Yeah. In there, like on the level comps. Right. Say. Right. She's in Ghost Cop. Uh-oh. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. <laughs> uh. Come on. You you leave face off off the list? 
Well, right. I don't have the list in front of me. Oh, okay. Forget about it. Forget about it. No, nah, all right. I was just I saw face off. Yeah, you didn't. I like face off. Nicholas Cage and Travolta, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Both, both of those guys are hard to watch. I, I was actually watch- entertained watching that movie. Me though. too. I was, you know, I'm yes. thinking to my, yeah, I was thinking yeah. to myself, wow, she didn't yeah. know, she didn't know that she was, uh, I mean, she didn't look at to see what was going on when they were sleeping with each other. You know uh-huh. I mean? She couldn't tell the difference. Right. If that's <laughs> the only that? takeaway or the first takeaway of that movie, I feel more vindicated that? about hating it. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I mean, like, there's about a minute, like, or two minutes of that in the movie. And then what about the other hour and 42 minutes? Right, right. What about the right. other part of that movie? It's trash. Uh, she walk around cloud nine. Those guys walk around with their faces literally off. Than that movie again. <laughs> I'm not watching it again, but I oh, remember okay. when I watched it, I thought it was half decent. It sounded like you were looking to do it again. Oh, that's not a stick and click, Bo. Oh, okay. okay. I you were ready to go. <laughs> no, 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 no. I no. thought you were ready to go. But we yeah. have, we have ratings uh, uh, information regarding the NBA from the weekend. Did you see this? No. On Sunday, uh, LeBron against the Phoenix Suns. Against the PGA Championship, the PGA drew 6.6 million viewers, which was up from 5.2 million last year and 5 million two years ago. The NBA topped out at, with Lakers' sons, 4.4 million. Wow. That's, you know. That's a knockout. It's crazy. Look, you had you had one of the biggest stories in the history of the sport up against a, a game one. But it's that sport, and it didn't involve Tiger Woods. Well, I know, but okay. it, it yes, but that I don't think is the only thing involved. Like, that's a loaded statement. It did not involve Tiger Woods. It did involve arguably the second most popular, not best, but popular golfer of all time. But well, not, not of all time, but of these times. Well, okay, for people that are alive, I think. Well, you also got to look at it. We're talking about the number one, uh, you know, media player, you know, as far as, you know, controlling the NBA was playing at the time. Right. You would think that and he was playing you know, against that would a good over. team. Right. You would think it would be over as far as the ratings. You, you would think that'd be on tops of everything. Not necessarily. It's staggering I, to me that golf whipped no. their butt like that. Oh, I no question. You guys look at ratings. First off, I, I think the rating stuff is always skewed depending on which way it goes. It's the first round, game one, and nobody is and, – and first off, look at it comparative to other things. They pull over $4 million as opposed to it. So it's not a shot in the arm for the NBA, but it's not a knock so much either. And there are so many different circumstances that go around. Like what happens next time around? If, you know, we're in the second round or, or we're in the third, are we going to get ratings updates about everything about what they do if they dominate? Probably not. And probably from people who want to see the NBA. So it, it comes and goes so much. And you don't, you don't think that ESPN would be pump, puffing their chest out if the uh, if LeBron's next round clobbers the U.S. Open? No in a couple of weeks, yes, they right. will. Well, because it will, though, is the point. Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe. now you, you, I, I'm thinking like it, it might not. We're talking about over two, what, what, two million viewers. That's that's yeah, a 2. lot, man. Two million, right? So if you if and, you consider this, if Patrick Mahomes was playing, he could play anybody. It, they could be playing. Uh, Patrick Mahomes be playing 
Minnesota or, or maybe Detroit, you'd still have better ratings in golf if those even if because Patrick Mahomes is the number one draw in the NFL. No, no, no. You you could have Jacksonville playing Detroit. No, the NFL would win, I think. You'd have better ratings in golf. So <laughs> yeah, not, I think the NFL would win. Yeah. The NFL beats everything. Right, <laughs> right. The, draft beat, the draft beats the World Series. Yeah. So let's let's keep it in context. My, my right, 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 right. My fault. My fault. My fault. No, no, hold on a second though. I'll, I'll meet you guys halfway. Let's revisit what the if the Suns are able to force an elimination or something on the brink of elimination. You still don't me, think they're gonna? You still don't think that the Suns are gonna beat the Lakers? Are you I don't know. Not I without Chris Paul. Not not no. a no. Not without Chris Paul. And if AD plays the way he played last night, and Ooh. no Chris Paul to you know near a hundred percent, I don't know, man. I think I think AD played out of his mind. I think he played, and they, and it was still a close game. How about they him were still hanging around her in the jewels? Yeah, last because night. they didn't have Chris Paul. Right, right. Now, if Chris Paul was there. Fair. I believe they'd have blew him out. Yes. I believe they'd have beat the Lakers but outright. I don't know how Chris Paul magically gets healthy. He doesn't. Like, these that's are problems. He that's doesn't. a serious issue right there. Yeah. Right. Bro, I could saw because when I was, he was taking his warm up off and they tried to play it off. And then, you know, his teammate came over and helped him take his. I'm like, oh, I've been in that place before. Mm. I've been there where I can't lift my, lift my shoulder over my head right, and you're yeah. just functionally just ineffective at that point because you have no strength in that arm. It all starts at the shoulder. Yeah. And when that shoulder's not strong enough, you can do nothing with your hand, nothing with your arms. It's hard to play defense. It's hard to even dribble. But then that. he ended up taking a couple of shots, even free throws and so forth. He must've gotten bumped on it again. Right. During the game, I'm thinking right. and aggravated it again. Yeah. I mean, or- if you look at, the increase just really quick. And and look, I don't know why if you want to use LeBron as some measuring stick, that's fine. But again, everything is so subjective. Like you can use whatever you want to fill in the blank as a measuring stick, good or bad, like the NFL or whatever it is that they're beating baseball or LeBron would have you. But the reality is, is that if you just look at it from a golf standpoint, that's where the narrative comes into play here, where, you don't have Tiger Woods, and yet still you had an increase of 19% ratings, 28% viewership. Right. When it took place in August. You think that's COVID viewership? 19 and 31% from 2019, Barrett, when it took place in May. You think that's that's that comes that stems from COVID and golf was the first sport to really go out there and show something? You know, do you think that's you, you think know, that's is, carrying is, over? Yes. Yeah, is it like a byproduct of that? Because right now golf is golf is big time. I mean, at this point, you know, I, I think that more people are trying to play golf than any other uh, new experience as far as, you know, a sport. Mm-hmm. You know, more was, people are opening up to golf. This thing was all Phil. And, and here's, okay. yeah, here's why. The lead in coverage for ESPN. Now, some of this may just be because it's ESPN. And, and I recognize that. But the lead-in coverage on ESPN was minus 38% from an average and minus 37% down from viewership on Sunday and 41% and 41% respectively on Saturday. Now, last year had Tiger Woods in it. So all of the peak and all of the viewership and all of the rush to the television wasn't even anticipatory. It was when Phil Mickelson was out there. And the peak viewership of it, I'm looking at this here, was 7 to 7.15 p.m. Eastern time. The second largest golf audience of any kind 
since the sport went on hiatus last year behind the final round of this year's April's Masters, which again had we know who in it, mm-hmm. and the final round of last year's November Masters. And that dominated last year's November Masters, which was three, four, five, five, nine. I'm telling Phil Mickelson, like that's the story here. Well, it, the, the the November Masters was going up against football too. Correct, correct. But look, if you want to go to the April Masters, that's fine. It beat it, not mm-hmm. as dominant as the November one, but it still beat the Aprils. No, pardon me, behind the final year of this year's Masters. So it was behind the final round of this year's Masters, which again, which was Matsuyama. Yes, and had people from an entire hemisphere tuning in to watch that right I mean we saw Yao Ming's jersey sell where he played two games and made the all-star game because an entire continent right was out there pushing so think about look Phil Mickelson did something like that I think is a story here is golf was thinking to themselves you know who's the next tiger all this other stuff about popularity if Phil is in something He's going to draw like Tiger, and I don't think anybody well, can ever say anything like that again. I think it was a special case of it being Phil and it being him being 50 years old and it never having been done, uh, you know, this old of a player winning a major, and it was a major. Like, I don't think right, I don't think normally right. Phil Phil Mickelson winning the at Tory Pines in January, late no, January. Now, no, no, hold on. You don't think that no. Phil Plus, going back to back, belly to belly? No, I said in January, like when they normally go to Tory Pines. Like if he's in, you know, just winning a tournament. Okay. Now, if he's winning the U.S. Open That's in three weeks, about, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's look at the U.S. Open and let's just say, look, if he's going up against LeBron James in anything other than an elimination game where LeBron is being eliminated, I would expect Phil Mickelson to beat the NBA LeBron I'd expect that. Look, I think we get caught a lot of this. Aren't we sports fans? Look, Barrett's watching everything. Barrett's watching basketball. He'll probably flip over to golf. We had him watching hockey one night. Like Barrett, (laughs) he's just a sports fan. He's sitting there probably still watching film on Trey Lance in his one year. So that's the, aren't we all sports fans? That was a fantastic sports story. So yeah, absolutely. Look, I I got nothing. I, I, LeBron couldn't even keep me in that game in the second half last night because I knew how this thing was going to end when Chris Paul was out. Yeah, I turned it off. I don't know. Right, I went right. To bed. Me, too. Me too. I watched the overtime of the hockey, Carolina, Nashville, and then I went back to the NBA for a little while. But then I just knew I knew the Suns had no chance last night. None was like once, once I'm Paul, out. I mean, yeah, I, I knew from the beginning when he couldn't take it when Paul couldn't take his shirt off. But then I was thinking, you know, all right, this should be a blowout then, especially the way the Lakers started out. And all of a sudden, you know, you know, fouls, foul here, foul there. You touch somebody's a foul. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is a, this is a rough sport. Booker had a tough night. I know he ended up, you know, getting his points, yeah. but most but of them were from the free throw threes. line. That no, no threes. Right? Me and Eric, I saw earlier, victim. Um, yeah, one three. Yeah, one three, and that was it. Yeah. At the beginning of the game, I'm thinking. I, first thing I thought about, Shan put it on, and he went with the under. No, he was over three. He was over three. No, I oh, went, you went with the over and a half. Yeah. It was, it was one and a half, right? Okay. I was like, oh man, he's he's gonna be good. Now, John Shelton, I saw this from earlier, asks, is this a Radio Wars segment hosted by Crossing Broad? When th- This was at 17. This is eight minutes ago. When did we mention? When we were talking about ratings. 
Oh, oh. for the television. That's oh. what I came through. Because we weren't talking about ratings for no. Philadelphia sports radio. That's not a long conversation. No. That's pretty quick. That's in yeah. and that's out. That's not Paul short. Goldschmidt, John Paul Jones, Ron Paul. A lot of Paul's out here. Paul yeah. Paul Patrol. Paulie Shore, man, Paul Pierce, just ask Larry Brown. You got a lot of, not Aaron, Paul. Where are you on all these? How many of you guys cringed last night when you saw Crowder get kicked in the jewels? Oh, man, I was done. I know I did. I was yeah. done. Oh, tough. I, when, it, when it first happened, I didn't need to see the replay. I'm glad they I called it. I saw when he fell. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well, we've know. got two things to get to really quick before Chase Hughes joins us in 13 minutes. One is, speaking of golf, a new match has just been announced, and there's a notable name left off, especially when one notable name was brought on, and that's all anybody's talking about right now, and hence the world in which we live in. And also... We have the Philadelphia 76ers game that I think we'll touch on at the very least before Chase joins us. It's the middle, the Jacob Media YouTube page, and beyond Sports Map Radio as well. Where? All right, we are back in three. You guys see this match? No, what, what is it? Check it out. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Today marks the first uh, sports book 
to open in a U.S. arena or stadium. You know that? William Hill's book down at the Capital One Arena in D.C. opened today at noon. Opens today at noon. Saw the AP, man. Got to get in with Rob Motti. You're listening to The Middle on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Yeah, so Ash and others on the stream, Ron Culver, everybody but us aware of this new match. That's I got it now. Okay. okay. Yeah. Now, this involves all of us. This involves our main world, our governing body on this show, which, like anything that is sports-centric, is always going to be NFL first and foremost. Happen to have a guy who played in the NFL at pretty pretty high level, so that's always cool. And then golf, which we sneak in here. And don't let Barrett fool you. He's the one bringing up the one iron and everything, so he knows mm-hmm. the game. He plays the game. <laughs> This is the new match that's out. And, uh, you know, let me not be the first one to cast a stone. How about that? Because I feel like I'm painted as such an individual on this program that always casts the first stone. So I'm not going to cast the first stone, but I mean, let's. I will. All right, good. You cast. Go ahead. I'll do it. All right. So. Uh, It's on July the 6th. This just came out via The Athletic. I'm seeing this. Now, that's the Uh, New York Times Athletic, or is that just the Athletic? Theathletic.com. Okay, because you know the New York Times is going to buy the Athletic. Oh, they are? Yeah, which I guess is Vox, right? So Uh, I have no idea. Back to the dust in which you were created. All right. (laughs) On July the 6th, the golf event, the match will return, and it's going to uh, include Phil Mickelson and his buddy Tom Brady. They're teaming up again. Yeah. But this time, they're taking on Bryson DeChambeau, Aton's boy, and Green Bay Packers, at least for the time being, quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Great, great match. And it's going to be hosted in Montana at a golf course called Moonlight Basin in Big Sky, Montana. It's going to benefit uh, charities. You've been there? Yeah, Big Sky is paradise for powder, man. And I'm not talking about the powder, man. No, no, no. No, no. All right. right. Now, there may be a you may have some powder with powder. Right. But not powder the movie. Right. But I saw that movie. Did you? Yeah. I regret seeing that movie. See? Okay. Not very good. It's amazing. You know, you don't regret seeing face off, but you have no problem saying you regret seeing powder. But I will cast the first stone at this new incarnation of the match, because in light of what just happened over the weekend and the social media uh, hijacking of Phil Mickelson's win with the whole Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau thing, you got to add a th- another twosome. You got to put Kepka and Peyton Manning in this event. So to, at least we have some chance of major trash talk yeah. and maybe some physical violence between Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau. Okay. <laughs> Look, are you reading what I'm writing? Yep. Right. We talked about it yesterday, and and that's all Barrett wanted. And and I was cautious because maybe one of these guys is gonna, you know, be too tight on day one of at Tory Pines or the Open or wherever <laughs> it may be. 
And in this particular case, in this particular setting, I couldn't agree with you more, Harry. This should foster that type of behavior. So yeah. all of the people like Barrett who are bloodlusting this thing, you get Action. what you want. Yes. Action. And they can add it to some very easily. Peyton right. Manning can free up a you know a couple of days. He can fly up there in his private plane with Brooks. And you know, they've got to make this happen. In right. and out of Montana in two days, boom. Right. Ratings bonanza. Oh right. man, it'd be unbelievable. Yeah. It wouldn't even be about the, the pros. It'd be all about those two. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I I pay money for that. Well, that's, that's the thing. This thing can only lose steam right now. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way it can. Re- the only way the the match gains steam is if Brooks Kepka and Bryson no longer beef, because then you can go back to selling it as an event without having to worry about that person just saying, "Well, actually, you know, it doesn't have Brooks Kepka in it." Right, right. So, so they'd have to kiss and make up at the at the U.S. Open next month. Well, you know, yeah, like, it's, this real yeah. though. Hold on, this is this yeah. is real. You know, what I'm saying? Brooks and Bryce, that's realness. You're not just gonna kiss and make up with that. That's just not happening. Absolutely. That's just like that's almost like a Jordan with uh with with Isaiah type of beef right now. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's. I think that's it's more. I think is. it's more one sided though. I think it's more Kepka annoyed with Deshambo. I don't think Deshambo really cares. Yeah, but <laughs> he's more worried about his you know gaining speed on his you know his swing speed. Like he, I don't think he really thinks about Brooks Kepka too much. I don't know, Bar- or Harry, and, and I asked because we see this guy get affected by things that it doesn't seem to impact other guys as, as open. Like, he's got a really bad poker face, right, when something's going wrong, and it seems like little things can get to him and, and tinkering with him. At the same time, when he perfects something, it's beautiful because he's such a scientist. So I wonder if Kepka looks at him like, you know, this is a nerd that I can pick on. Mm-hmm. And in the exterior, Bryson is doing everything he can to be like, I right, don't, don't give in, don't give in. But there's something that's off that he just can't let go. I don't know. I could see it quietly burning Bryson up hmm. just because of what I see on the outside. I don't pretend to know anything more about Bryson DeChambeau than that. Yeah. Well, they did. Uh, and play action real is referring to this on the stream. There's a meme out that came out yesterday uh, which I'm hoping you guys saw. It was somebody took the Kepka face and has DeChambeau oh, no. kissing him on the neck, like coming in, like you would come into your wife or your girlfriend or whatever, and just laying one on him on his neck. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're back in three. It's the middle. That's that's it was that, hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty funny. You I just say you're talking about the Rogers one. Go search for it, and, and if you could pull it up on the screen, it's hilarious. Wait, what about this guy here? Who? Aaron Rodgers, man. He's in Hawaii right now on vacation with his girlfriend or fiance and, a, and another couple. Did you see that? Oh, instead of being at oh oh yeah, the, his, the Packers are at camp and he's like in water, you know, underneath a waterfall in Hawaii. Wow! He's, Wish he's, you were here, Gunten Heist or whatever the hell that guy's name Gute is. Gutekunst. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a hippie too. Ron Rogers. Yeah, he's got like the well facial hair. His hair's getting long. That's all a ploy. Looks like he might be touring with uh, the Dead and Company this uh, this summer. <laughs> Is this like Zeke and Cabo? Uh, it uh, might be. It might be that. 
It just might be that. <laughs> Ruder, not a single Packers starting wide receiver showed up at OTAs. Shoot, I wouldn't either. Yeah, why would you? Right, right. Not Moonlight Graham. What? See, Ron sent me that as well, and I saw a play action reel. Yeah, he kind of looks like he should be out surfing and stuff, mm-hmm. too. Doesn't he? Yeah, you're right. That's good work by you here. That's good detective work right there. Yeah. I just saw that uh, this morning before the show. And we do have to make a mention. I saw this on the stream, and I wrote these de- this down in my notes today. Barrett needs to put on the Phillies cap at some point during the show. <laughs> Why is that? And then I will bring up the Vinny Velo numbers, which are quite staggering over his last six starts. Uh, I know. I faded the hell out of his ass last night, hoping that that would be the night, that would mm-hmm. be the moment, and it didn't work out. No, it's pretty unbelievable. Oh, all. two two things, man. First of all, A Rod looks like he's been working out a little bit. He's a little ripped up, I man. Oh yeah, just look like he used to look like just the just the guy, you know. Right. No, he's kind of he's kind of ripped up, got abs and stuff. And then huh. what you mentioned in the break last time, the fact that we have a book, a major book in a in a in a, a sports in a stadium facility, arena. A stadium, yeah. That's that's huge, man. Yeah. That's right. you know that's they have been you know yin and yang. For the long, well, not even in the end, oil and water for a long time. Now they're starting to bring them in. I mean, hell, look at uh, we have guys that you know, can't Pete Rose that can't even get into the Hall of Fame, and now they have these books inside of stadiums, right? Well, we yeah. got to consider it, man. We've got to consider have players it. that are allowed to to go inside those things. Let's bring what's, what's up, Chase? What's going on, Chase? How, you, how you doing, man? Hey, Chase. Doing well. I'm wondering hey. myself about the sports book at the arenas. Yeah, that's that's your arena. <laughs> yeah, we're down, uh, so we're back actually coming back. We're live on our stream show right now. We're going to be back on the radio network coming up in about eight seconds. So cool as you hear in the back. So we'll definitely definitely get to that for sure. This is the middle on the sports map radio network presented by Rocket Mortgage live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, we go down to D.C., technically game two here in South Philadelphia, but bring on Chase Hughes, as you can see him on the Jacob Media YouTube page, Philly Voice and beyond, and hear him now on SportsMap Radio. Follow Chase on Twitter at Chase Hughes, NBCS, covering the Wizards, the NBA, for NBC Sports Washington. Our own Barrett Brooks here, of course, NBC Sports Philadelphia, so we'll keep it here in the fam. And What's up, brethren? Look at game two. <laughs> going on. <laughs> I'm sure you guys have similar issues going on in the office down in D.C. that you have in Philadelphia. I'm sure it's a long conversation of many grievances that both of you share in any corporate setting. We get that. So if you don't mind, Barrett, we'll put that on the back burner and talk about the Sixers first, if that's okay. Plus, yeah, plus we want we don't want HR in our emails that I'll never see, but, you know. <laughs> Absolutely right. Barrett is known. I don't know if, oh, okay, actually, this may be a good place to start, Chase. Barrett is the guy in the building who is known, despite having that beautiful, just cheesy, happy smile that can melt and fool anybody, never checking his email, never, never. doing what he's supposed to do. Just 
being the guy that's so happy and positive yet doesn't do what he's supposed to do when it comes to administrative stuff. Look, I don't do the rise. I'm sure you have a guy media. like that. He bill. doesn't do teleprompters. I don't do teleprompter unless he's <laughs> told to tweet. Exactly. I'm sure that's you have me. a guy like that. That's actually me. So everyone who works, they have the same complaints. Yes. Yes. What's oh, the buzz, man, down there? Like we get it. it, it was is so there any buzz? Well, yes. I, I yeah. would imagine there is simply because you have two guys that are just much watch must watch television, no matter what the situation is in Russ and Bradley Beal. But I'm just curious, Chase, as far as what happened in game one, what's kind of happened around the league with game twos, really, except for what happened last night with the Clippers. Where is the mentality, do you think, with the team and the fan base heading into this game about how winnable it can be? I think there's some confidence drawn from the way the regular season went for the Wizards that um, time and time again, they were down and they had to kind of punch back. I mean, it happened in the playing tournament. They lost their first playing game, uh, you know, down the stretch. Bradley Beal got hurt uh, the regular season. They had to bounce back from that. And then, of course, just all the injuries they've had being 15 games under 500, a uh, terrible bout with the coronavirus that affected more than half their team. Uh, they're kind of used to coming back. Now, uh, obviously, they got long odds against the, the number one team in the conference, um, and you're playing in a seven-game series. It's really difficult to, to pull off an upset. But I think in the early goings of this series, they, they just draw some confidence in the resiliency that they've shown all year. Um, now they just have to deal with a, a Sixers team that is obviously very deep. You can get Joel Embiid in foul trouble in the first half just like they wanted to and still see other guys like Tobias Harris beat you. Yeah, what is the biggest adjustment or two uh, that uh, the Wizards need to make uh, in order to have a chance to grab a game tonight? I think it's trying to stop Tobias Harris. Uh, you know, they overloaded on Joel Embiid, um, and I think they sagged off a little too much on Tobias Harris. I watched that game back. Of course, he had 28 points in the first half and 37 in the game. And there were some common mistakes they made, which is basically giving them too much space and not just for open shots uh, from three. But also, as we, I think they came to learn, he's really good at catch and goes. If, he, if you're not close enough to him and he catches the ball, he can blow right past you. And he's extremely uh, adept at scoring in the paint, uh, you know, not necessarily through contact. He's just super smooth. He's got fadeaways. Um, he's really good at coming off screens. You know, Dwight Howard had nine screen assists. I think Rui Hachimura, their second year forward, is the guy who's going to continue to be assigned to Tobias Harris. So it's really on him to adjust. At this point, you know, I, I, you know, just listening to what Russ Westbrook has said, you know, he's 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 never goes and has a, a back-to-back bad game. Uh, I didn't think he had a good game this last game. I think they kind of shut him down a little bit, but he learned from former Sixer uh, Maurice Cheeks that a real pro never has two bad games in a row. What do we expect from Russell this game that we didn't see from him last week? Uh, yeah, last game. Uh, that's a good question. You know, I think he th- there were some things that he did that that. Uh, probably uh, generally are the signs of good roughs. You know, he was getting to the rim. The Wizards had 72 paints in the point or points in the paint, which was actually, I came to learn, was a a record for as far as uh, playoff records go back to 1996. So they were able to get into the paint. Um, He didn't shoot the the best percentage. Uh, You know, I think it was around 41, 40%. Um, So he'll probably want to get that higher. The turnovers uh, weren't terrible. I would guess that he's going to probably want to adjust better defensively. In the second half, we saw guys like uh, Seth Curry and Danny Green get get going from long range. Uh, that's something that he, it'll be his responsibility to clean up. 
Uh, and then also, I think he would probably look back at that game and see how guys like Davis Bertans went cold in the second half, Rui Hachimura went cold. And he always kind of sees that as his responsibility to get them going. You know, you get into the paint, and that's what allows Davis Bertans to get open on the perimeter. But uh, the Sixers just do such a good job uh, on the perimeter. They got so much length, and they're so quick. Uh, they're so good at taking those shots away. Yeah, I wonder, and it's just unfortunate because it's the circumstance around these two guys. You mentioned Bertans and Hachimura and just the likelihood of one, if not both of those guys, Chase, going cold in a stretch of a game is just going to be there, and it's something you have to deal with. Now, on the flip side, those are your best options outside of the top two, as you know, in that backward. But it's the playoffs and things change, things slow down, foul trouble. Is there a scenario that you see in which, similarly, as we've seen, I guess, with the Splash Brothers and then to a lesser extent where it always falls short with the backcourt in Portland, but both of those guys dealing with combos, I know, dealing with better teams around them, can this just be back and forth, Beal Westbrook controlling the game to the point in which you blink and you look up and it's a two-point game with two and a half left, and it really didn't matter if your third or fourth option has gone cold because you've been able to control possessions with one of your two guys in the backcourt. I don't know if that's possible, but could you possibly see a path to that? I think if they play better defensively, you know, giving up 125 points, uh, that that changes the margin for error for them. But they've been at their best the last few months of the season when they've been playing really good defense, defending the three-point line, uh, preventing uh, points in the paint. Um, so if they do that and it's a lower scoring game, then you can see Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal be the separators. But it's been Westbrook for the most part this season. Uh, if you look at their clutch numbers, he's been much better in the clutch. He's been one of the most clutch players in the league. His field goal percentage, three-point percentage, free throw percentage, all of them skyrocket in, in clutch situations, which is the final five minutes of regulation and overtime when it's within five points. Bradley Beal's percentage is actually kind of plummet. And we've seen throughout this year Russell Westbrook be their closer. You know, there was a game uh, about six weeks ago they played the Pelicans, and they went to overtime, and he scored 10 of their 12 points. Um, so I think you, you see sometimes in these close games Russell Westbrook in particular in that fourth quarter uh, be the separator. But in game one it was really – uh, the third quarter, even though Bradley Beal scored 17 points in that quarter, uh, the Wizards were outscored by seven and all the other three quarters were super close. They were within one point of each other. Um, so I think the Wizards will look back at that and, and try to adjust. Um, but yeah, I, I would say that it's generally Westbrook. If they can keep it close and it's all about defense. Hey, Chase, what can you tell us about the attendance or the capacity adjustment uh, when this series shifts back to D.C.? Yeah, it keeps going up. Uh, it's going to be 50% when they return for games three and, and games games three and four. And, you know, the, the Wizards had to wait pretty much longer than any other team just to get 10% capacity. And they started with 10%, and then it was 25% for the play-in games, and now it looks like it's going to be 50%. And, you know, the first game I went to was the second play-in game. It was 25% capacity. It was my first live sporting event since March of 2020. I didn't, you know, go to the bubble or anything like that, and I wasn't there for much of the season. And there was definitely a pretty good atmosphere, even though it was 25 percent. Um, you know, certainly the, the crowd made a difference, I think. And it, it, the Wizards, if you look back since they started allowing fans, they've won 10 out of their last 11 games at home. So it's been interesting to kind of watch the NBA. You know, some arenas have more fans than others, and it's created this imbalance in terms of home court advantage, uh, which, of course, we didn't see la in last year's playoffs because they were in the bubble. Let me ask you this, man. Do you see that, you know, I, I this well, this is just me saying this personally. 
I think we have a decided advantage as far as coaching. I think Doc Rivers really has the pulse of our team. Um, what do you feel about Scott Brooks and the way he's handled this, you know, going, you know, latter part of the season and going into the playoffs? It's been interesting to watch because obviously when they were 15 games under 500 and you're talking about a guy who doesn't have a contract beyond this season, I think questions were really fair about whether he would last the rest of the year and the Wizards stuck with him. And, you know, early on in the season, he was trying all these lineups that weren't working, uh, three point guard lineups, uh, trying all these rotations. And even when they were healthy, they weren't winning. And it was like, is this guy the problem? And then down the stretch of the season, when they won 17 of 23, 17 and six to close the year, uh, it was like not everything he tried worked. Uh, you know, they tried this three point guard or three guard lineup with Howell Neto in the starting lineup, him, Russell Westbrook and, and Bradley Beal. And that helped. Uh, key a defensive turnaround along with better rim protection. So it, it's really kind of a fascinating question when you evaluate his future because they actually made the playoffs uh, when everyone left them for dead. And I don't think anyone expected that to happen a couple months ago. Um, but I think a lot of people are watching very closely the adjustments he makes in this series because it does seem to a certain degree like he's coaching for his job. But it seems like, you know, I thought it was more so Russell that made that transition into, all right, I'm not allowing us not to uh, be out of the playoffs, you know, would you say it's more of the players or is it Scott that made this happen? I, I would say it probably more than the players, more of more of the players, just because of how good Russell Westbrook became. And also I just kind of have a longstanding belief that the NBA is more about the players than coaches. I feel like they don't have nearly as much control over the structure of the game that you see in the NFL and even major league baseball. And it's one of the reasons why you rarely see a coach take over and teams just go, from worst to first, you know, in those other sports, they script everything. In the NBA, I, I feel like you see a coach's value more so in player development, um, management of egos, and also certainly after timeout plays and stuff like that. And Scott Brooks actually shows up pretty well in those. Uh, but I feel like you, you see the correlation of when they've won and lost has pr been pretty simple. It's when they're healthy. When they aren't healthy, they haven't been able to win. And I guess you could say that's a reflection of him because uh, generally the best NBA coaches like Brad Stevens, for instance, in Boston, I think he's really good. It doesn't, it, it seems like it doesn't matter who's in that rotation, whether it's the off season or injuries. Uh, they always seem to keep moving along. Although this year, I guess would be the exception. So I'm curious here and, and yes, there's a, a betting element to it. Under <laughs> here we go. Picture that. Picture here that. we go. <laughs> but tonight, for example, and, and let's just further the narrative that even if it's a close game, which is fine, or it's a little bit of a stretch. Sixers win. They win the second game in the series. Russell Westbrook bounces back. But what area do you think he would struggle in? Like, which of the three main categories that he presents on a nightly basis to go double digits do you think would suffer? Is it his inability to grab rebounds or maybe distribute or even score, you think, with Simmons and others on him that would kind of put clamps down? You know, that's a really good question. I feel like rebounding has generally been his most consistent category when it comes to the triple doubles, but lately his assists have just been um, out of this world. I mean, he he closed the season. There were a bunch of 20 assist games. I mean, against Indiana, uh, I think it was the night that he tied Oscar Robertson. He became the first player ever to have 24 assists and 21 rebounds in a game. Um, but you look at game one and he only had five rebounds, right? Um, so maybe it's something about the size of Philadelphia or maybe an adjustment the Wizards made. Uh, so I would just point to that category just because of the recency and the matchup. And we, we already saw it in game one. He got plenty of assists. He didn't get the rebounds. All right. So we'll take a quick one here. A couple more questions. Quick one on the network. Still live on the stream here with Chase. And, and Chase, 
Chase Hughes, of course, and we'll tell you everything about as far as at Chase Hughes NBCS on Twitter covering the NBA, the Wizards for NBC Sports Washington. So we're back in three on Sports Map Radio. So I had the number at 11 and a half, and it was just, it was high. I, I thought because of what you were saying with the consistency of rebounds, but then the last sample size that we've had, which is somewhat decent, assists have been up there. So I was tempted to go under 11 and a half tonight. After, but after what you said, I might just stay away from it because even at a nine or 10 assist night, I, I don't want to sweat that out in a close game with, you know, four minutes left. <laughs> texting Harry. I knew I should have trusted Chase and not my idiot self. Wow. I always like to ask uh, this type of question when we get uh, guys on from around the country because uh, I know DC has always been a Washington football team town. Uh, but you've had championships now won by the Caps and the and the Nationals in the last couple of years. Where do the Wiz? Where do they fall in the hierarchy of Washington sports? Definitely fourth. Uh, you know they haven't even won fifty games or been to the conference finals since nineteen seventy nine. It's yeah. been a long time. Uh, so I think that's probably a big reason for that. Wes Unseld era. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wes Unseld was on the team. Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing. Um, and they were the bullets, and they weren't mm -hmm. that far removed from moving from Baltimore. So it's been a long time. Anytime you lose for 40 years, that's going to have an effect on the fan base. While everyone else has won at least somewhat recently, and then football's football. But I've always had this theory that if everything was equal, if the Wizards were, say, as good as the Sixers, the top team in the conference, and they had a player who was in the MVP race like Joel Embiid, like they had with Bryce Harper and Max Scherzer and Alex Ovechkin with the Caps, that the Wizards would be second just because that's the way you see it around the country. And it's a basketball town for sure. The Wizards just haven't been good enough to make thing everything equal. Hmm. Wow, that's crazy, man. You know what? And I, do you get along with the other guys and you know, you know in the network? I mean, like B. Mitch. Like I'm, I, everybody <laughs> loves me in my thing, but you and B. Mitch get along. That's all I want to know, man. B. Mitch can be kind of you know one of those guys, you know. But that's my guy. I he love likes him. to stir it up. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <He> no, <definitely. laughs> I get I get along just fine with B. Mitch. He always likes to make fun of me, but also when a guy, you, you can tell that he. You still don't want to mess with him. Whatever age he is, you still don't want to mess with him. Like I remember there's a story in the office where one time I was walking around the corner in the break room and I, I smelled someone was like microwaving fish. And I was like, oh, man, that's such a like an office faux pas. Yes, and I walked around the corner. It was B. Mitch. And it was like no one's saying anything to him. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. But he sees seriously like yeah, that's bad form to him. But that's terrible form. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. John needs to say, what is this? What 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 do you mean? You I, I don't know. Microwave you... fish? Yeah, you can't do First that. First of all, you fish should never be reheated. No, <laughs> it, it was salmon too, and I think it, it, oh. it didn't seem like it was fresh salmon. Oh man! Oh, oh, no. I'm glad you guys told me that because I'd be that guy, and then hey, we, you know, hey, one of my one of my coworkers, Amy Fadul, yeah. If she caught you reheating fish, reheating <laughs> fish. Like, first off, forget the office setting. Why would you reheat fish in the first place? Well, well at least with back, reheated. he'd be reheating fish that he caught. Right. Chase Hughes is hanging out with us. I'm not sure if he's regretting it just quite yet, but we're probably getting to that point. Again, follow Chase on Twitter at Chase Hughes. NBCS. We did talk a lot. I threw a little uh, prop stuff at you there just because of my own personal interests. But as we were before you came on, as we were talking in the previous previous segment about the book 
And Harry mentioned that as far as it opening up, it's pretty big news down there in D.C. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, D.C. has been kind of at the forefront of this because Ted Leonsis, the owner of the Wizards and the Capitals, has been talking about it for years. I mean, I think he was pretty integral in some of the legislation, um, you know, sort of lobbying uh, the local jurisdictions to allow sports books. And um, it all came just so fast. You know, previously, uh, people had to around here had to, to drive all the way to West Virginia. I would drive with my dad. Uh, he likes what? to go every year. Mm. Yeah, to Charlestown, West Virginia. He likes to bet on the Washington football team, believe it or not. Mm. And last year he cleaned up because, you know, the over under for wins is like yeah. five and a half wins. And they actually won the division. He bet on that. And, uh, you know, Chase Young, offensive uh, defensive player of the year or uh, rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. Um, so now, yeah, there's sports books. There's supposed to be one at Nationals Park at Capital One Arena. And I think it's all new to us. And there was a column in the Washington Post recently about Barry, by Barry Sverluga, a great columnist. Yeah. And he, he made a lot of interesting points about how, like, this is a slippery slope. We don't want this to become glorified uh, Kino, I think is what he said. Um, so it's, it's I haven't really been exposed to it. You know, people having diverging interests in the crowd, but I do wonder how it's going to play out. I'll tell you, the, the best area where I think this really can help a sport is to be able to go to a game, not leave your seat, mm -hmm. and live bet baseball. Baseball, yeah. That that truly because look, the criticism is always, oh, the kids are on their iPad. They're on, yeah, they're not leaving anyway. So you might as well give them something to do that complements the game. NBA, NFL, you know, man, NFL game. No offense, Barrett, but you guys could be out there moving around for two minutes, and that can be the entire game. But you know what? We'll still sit there and watch and consume everything. So and go crazy and stuff. Baseball, I think, is where it really yeah. helped. Yeah, and you know that reminds me. Um, I, I saw a conversation with Rob Manfred recently where Adam Silver told him he's like, "What are you doing with this pace of play stuff?" He's like, "Don't speed up the game." He's like, "It's perfectly." calibrated for betting because you have time in between every pitch mm. to bet on every pitch, uh, every play. Um, so it's, it's interesting that Adam Silver would make that point. And I think pace of play in baseball is an issue, but if betting is going to you know drive everything, then it does make a lot of sense. All right. We're back in three. Chase, thanks so much, brother. We appreciate you. This was awesome. Thanks yeah, a lot, do it man. Again. Definitely, bro. Absolutely. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. We got a lot to talk about between the two cities. So yeah. <laughs> thanks again, right. See, at Chase Hughes, NBCS on Twitter. And we are back in three. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. 
Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Yeah, man, it's got a lot going on down in uh, down in DC, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, their their hockey team was just eliminated, though. Which yeah, yeah, they, they saw coming. But did you watch your boy Vinny Velo last night? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, no. Shut out the Marlins. His last what? his last six starts, he's gone thirty two and two thirds innings. Allowed only 22 hits, eight earned runs allowed, 14 walks to 36 strikeouts. And all that converts to a 2.2 earned run average and a 1.1 whip. And with runners in scoring position, hitters are 0 for 27 against him with 11 strikeouts. Wow. Come on, man. They're crediting this pitching coach, Caleb Cotham. I hope I pronounced that right. And working with him from the stretch. And they noticed that his glitch was he'd be nice until somebody got on base and then he'd be going from the stretch and they noticed a, a, a drop off. Mm. So he worked with him on that. Well, you know what, man? It's, it's, maybe it's just that's what it is. Mm. Maybe maybe they can come up out of the the mist of darkness. You know, what? Are, they're, they're not far out of the um, the race right now, though. They're one game under 500. No, they're yeah. not far out of it, but I mean, they got a lot of injured guys now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what is it? Uh, they're like two weeks out of being like fully healthy, right? Yeah, they're we got a, got guys on the ten days, and they're retroactive mm-hmm. and all this yeah. stuff. It's like, yeah. but uh, if that consistency could stay, could maintain, you put him with Wheeler and Nola, and then you have Eflin. That's not. It's not terrible. Right. <laughs> a little hope. <laughs> Just a little hope. 2.2 is pretty good, man. Yeah. You know, considering. You know what I mean? Considering. Yeah. Can no, you believe, man, all these no-hitters that's been going on? Yeah, I know. Well, there's no balls in play. It's just, right, right. I mean. Is it the go deep or, or strike, or strike out. out? Yeah. Yep. One of the two. That's been, you know, happened in the last couple of years, and that's why I'm out on the on the sport. Now, it would help if the if the Phillies were really good, like if they were the Dodgers, 
sure i'd be interested in it <laughs> but i mean I, I don't know how you can not be just a casual bandwagon fan of that sport mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of the nature of the game today yeah it's hard you're right it really is because it's not entertaining nope You don't see anything uh, that would help you, as far as you know, looking at looking at you know, uh, you know, putting runners in scoring position. You know, there's none of that. You know, there's none of that going on right now. This is a Gal Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now, starts now on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. You know my name. I mistakenly jumped on Twitter to try and find a video that uh, I wanted to play today. And I looked over and saw something trending in the United States. Now take this for what it's worth because the number associated with the amount of times it's been tweeted and why it's trending in the United States is only 1,261. So I don't know how that could constitute a trend in my neighborhood, let alone the United States, but here we are. A sign appearing to be at the Steak 48 restaurant in Philadelphia mandating $100 minimum per person has sparked some discussion. So now you have people saying, oh, my God, I'll never go there. To now people saying, oh, really? You'll never go there? Great. That just makes me want to go there. Right. (laughs) That's what's come out of this. And guess who wins? Vulcan mind trick. Exactly. And guess who wins, Barrett? At the end of the day, who's the winner here? Because it ain't the people going back and forth on Twitter. It's Steak 48. Right. Well, Steak 48 is pretty good, man. Of course it is. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to get away with doing a $100 minimum. I've never been there, but I can tell you that this is not going to backfire. They're not going to lose patronage as a result of this. I I don't know. I don't. I don't know that a hundred dollars goes that far. There does it? It doesn't. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, I've never been there where I've ever spent less than a hundred and fifty dollars a person. Mm. When I've been there, I mean, you get you three drinks and a main course, not even a not even an appetizer, and you're sitting right at a hundred bucks right there. I mean, mm. it's it's good food, but it's not something you want to do just just randomly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
know what I'm saying? You know, you right. splurge every once in a while, every yeah. once in a while. You know, the other thing I noticed on Twitter, I don't know if you saw this, Aton, but our boy uh, Jake Asman is going back and forth, going at it with Josh Innes about Madison Square Garden. Wow. Oh, is that right? We may yes. need to uh and we may need to investigate. Yeah. Oh, oh. Jake Asman. I, I don't know him to be a fighter like that. Mm-hmm. You know? We'll see. Not like he can't. I just didn't think he'd be a, a Twitter beefer. <laughs> uh, we're back on the network at three some middle. Oh, what's going on here? Yeah. Stumbled upon something? The verified account of Jake Asman. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, he says, I just see Ennis tweeting, it's a basketball arena. By nature, they are all cavernous and void of personality. Your building just happens to be in New York. He goes, if you think the garden is a crappy building, you either have never been to MSG or are just trolling. Oh. It's an incredible arena experience for basketball, hockey, and especially concerts. And the furthest thing from cavernous and void of personality. It's also been renovated multiple times and feels brand new. Not old at all. Asman coming to the defense of the edifice known as the world's most famous arena. No question. I mean, even to go, like, if I if I go to a game there, there's no way I would drive up to New York. You no. You got to catch the subways right there. It You're, takes you right there, yeah. Yeah, you, 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 that's, a, that's a stop. So right. get off right there, go in, partake in whatever event you're in, jump right back on the train, go right back home. Yeah. I did I that once to go see the Rangers play the Flyers. See, that's Took I mean, that's, the train up from Philly. You yeah. walk right upstairs. Boom, see the game, go right back home. <laughs> well, what, what's the actual beef? He's I, saying that, you know, he's saying that that's a, this a, it's, it's worthless being there, you know, it's, it's, it's not built up to what, you know, everybody builds it up to be. It's the not garden? really, yeah. Like the garden, if you just look at everything that's done and has been done in that arena, right? It's one of the most famous arenas on the planet. Yeah, no question. Right. From music to boxing to but I think that's Innes's point. It's basically the reason for that is because it's in New York. Like things oh, happen in New York. Well, okay, but what does that mean? Like, if you transported the garden to Topeka, Hartford, Canada, uh, Connecticut. Well, yeah. Well, they've got Toad's Place. I'll tell you, Toad's Place. You laugh, <laughs> but some of the biggest acts in the history of music have performed at Toad's okay. Place. All right? All right. I mean, do I need to go down the list? Van okay. Halen to Duran Duran to Public Enemy. Okay. Right <laughs> to a Blues Traveler or whatever the hell they are. Yeah. Uh, I, I think his point is, if you put the MSG in Baltimore, it's just an arena. I, I don't. Well, that's just, the, the, that point doesn't make sense. No, you, you, like what? If you if I put you on Mars, Harry, you're just a Martian. Like it doesn't make sense to me. If, yes, you have major. Like, does that devalue the acts that came there and the music that has been performed there because it was in New York? No, uh, it adds to it. Exactly. Yeah. The history alone adds to it. But I, you know, that's just like saying. This seems like a stupid argument between these two knuckleheads. And I know both of them, at least. Oh, yeah. This is The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. 
Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, we got Jeff Parles. Until then, what? Well, we got to figure out what other quarterback we can add to this match to play alongside Brooks Kepka. Isn't because it Ron Culver? Ron Culver has, has texted me that Peyton Manning is so closely associated with Tiger Woods that he probably wouldn't do it. So you've got to get somebody else. And he suggested Philip Rivers, who is now coaching high school football. Uh. And I said, you know, because Philip, he said Philip Rivers would be chatting the whole time. He'd be, you know, trash talking, which he probably would be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't even know that he plays golf. You, I mean, you have uh, to have some sort of game. Yeah, I know Drew Brees has a game. Okay, isn't there yeah. anybody else? Like, why can't it? Does it have to be somebody retired? What about Mahomes? Does he play? Yeah, golf? like, like seriously, you can't give me. I would go Russ before home? I go home. I go Russ, Russ before I go home. Yeah, I would go with Russ. You know what? Here's why I think Westbrook works. Is because Westbrook, geez, Westbrook, well, Russ. He said Russ. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I just always refer. It's the NFL and Barrett who refers to Russ as to Wilson to me Westbrook. But I think Russell Wilson has this sense of awkwardness in him mm-hmm. that similar to Tom Brady that comes out when he's try like when he's not trying to, you know, like that yeah. Mr. Unlimited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was real to him at first, at least. Well, doesn't Mahomes sort of have that too? With I'm those commercials, those commercials with Aaron Rodgers. There's the tie-in, too, by the way. Nah, he's a little more hip. He's a little more hip than Ru- look, Ash has a great Tony Romo. That's yeah, a great. That that really would be a if yeah. That's pretty do, good. Then you might yeah. as well do because here's the thing: Romo could go out there and for a couple of holes do stuff that would be closer to the pros than these idiots. Like Aaron Rodgers, come on, man, he's pretty good. Romo or Rodgers? No, Rodgers is pretty good. He's well, a pretty so good golfer until he yeah. crapped out. No, Romo is really good. I mean, really good. Like he's he. He could have. They said he could have. You know, he's really close to being a professional. Nah, I, that's yeah. what I heard. I yeah, that, heard yeah, yeah, you heard wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Hate to do it to you. People that say that don't realize how good those guys are. Oh, bro, I, I, honestly, I, you know, I know, right? Because there's no way I, they let me on a course with somebody that's even that the hundred best player in the in in the world is probably a thousand times better than I am. So I wouldn't even. That's why I laugh at some people. When they say, you know, all right, you know, they talk about all oh, this football player is trash. That football player that played in the NFL would smash you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The regular guy. You know, I, I mean, I said it before. That's, and I think that's kind of what people are saying about, you know, this whole thing that's going on with, 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 uh, you know, with, 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 you know, Jackson and all those guys. Because, you know, they're, they're all saying that Brown, call me Brown, was trash, but still he would go out and trash just about, 90%, 99% of any other player, you know, that's not in the league that hasn't been in the league. Okay. Yeah. You know, so they're like, well, how can you how can you how can you talk crazy about somebody being trash when you've never been to the league? Now, this guy was the first pick, so he can't be right. that bad. You know, and that's why he was getting on uh Stephen A. You know, Stephen A couldn't even make it, but yet you're talking trash about him. You know what I'm saying? You didn't even get an opportunity to play pro, and you you're supposed to be a good basketball player. Hey, take it up with the people paying Stephen A. Smith $10 million a year to talk about that. Right. You know, and, <laughs> right. and the reason is because, and, and this is this is it. Like, 
Kwame Brown attacking Stephen A. Smith is like putting a Band-Aid on a wound on your arm where your hand's been severed. It's the people out there that have been led to believe that Stephen A. is more credible in basketball than people playing it because of the vehicle behind him in ESPN and validating it by a contract. So what Kwame needs to be doing is going after people and not after, but trying to say, like, look, stop listening to this guy. But then you sound like an idiot, right? Because everybody is just a sheep moving. Oh, I got to watch ESPN. I got to watch Fox Sports. I got to see what they say. I got to see what they say. You got to see what Skip Bayless says. You got to see what Stephen A. says. Yeah. Max Kellerman says. I gave up doing that about That's 10 years ago. Though. Yeah. Like those, those people are, are like, I, I don't understand how anybody who works in this business uses anything they say as a barometer, first and foremost. So then why people who, who watch it? But then you're right, Barrett. That goes back to where Kwame. And look, a lot of times when you step up against something that just is ex- expected and understood and then accepted, you look like you look like the idiot. Right. You look like the crazy person. You look like the rogue. Come yep. on, man, you sucked. And it's easy to go back to it because Stephen A and others are using that stuff. So that's why I think that it, it's it's you're right. But it's so much deeper than that because of people just flocking like who in their right mind would go to Skip Bayless and then come out and say, OK, that man helped me formulate my opinion. Say that out loud. Like who would do that? <laughs> that man helped me formulate my opinion today right. on sports. Yeah, we just say say it out loud. Yeah. Said, no, said no one ever. I just, yeah, but but you know what, Harry? I I think I think people are doing it. It's like when a political poll comes around and says, "Are you going to vote for this person?" and everybody's like, "No," because they don't want their name outed about who they're voting for. And then you find out that politician, after you were told from the polling office, nobody's going to vote for. You find out that's your next governor. Or that's your next mayor or that's your next president. Yeah. Because nobody publicly wanted to admit who they were voting for, yet privately everybody did. I think that's what's happening here. People are are publicly on Twitter saying, look at this idiot. Look at this MF. Look at this guy. But then they're watching. Yes. It. Or at least. Well, that's not Twitter. me. <laughs> I ain't watching. Kwame's right. We need that hashtag going. Yeah. Look, man. Uh- if you see some like if you see Russell, I, I just real quick, Harry, I just want you guys to look at this because Barrett hit us up pregame last night, gave us the nice little nugget on Chris, Chris Paul, Paul and able to lift his arm. I'm going to tell you this right now. If Russell Westbrook or Bradley Beal are seen walking in tonight in a Kwame Brown jersey, you mm. better pound the Wizards with the points. Oh, all right. God. That's all I'm saying, man. Wow. You better slam that. Is this like a Kwame man. curse? I'm oh, telling you, yeah. Like Lil B? God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's all you had to say with Lil B now. Yeah. Come on now. We'll see, we'll see uh, Westbrook doing the cooking dance after his first basket. Yep. He's authorized. Remember, it was Durant who was Right, it was Durant. Control. And Harden, too. Harden as well, yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. that should be, if anything, that should be an omen to the rest of the league that two prior cursed individuals by the base god in Kevin Durant and James Harden have united together mm-hmm. and they've both had the curse lifted based right. on has, has said he has moved on. He's forgiven both of them in different respects. He's moved on. Well, he's, I mean, he's, what was this like six years ago? Oh, yeah, it's not five years. Ago? Five years. Yeah, five, five, yeah. Yeah. About five yeah. years ago for Durant and yeah. a little more recent with Harden. Yeah. 
That stuff with hard. I know Aton and I were doing shows together for a portion of that yep. time because oh, we talked man. about it every day. Right, right. And the program director hated it. I mean, who's this based guy? <laughs> can you imagine? Well, I can get, hear him saying that too. They want to get a little B on. I mean, yeah, we tried to get a little B on for like yeah. three weeks. We right. tried. We hit him up with DMs every day. The guy still <laughs> follows me. He follows like he's followed by five million. I think he follows three million. And I'm surprised I'm still one of them because I was hitting him up every day with a DM. Hey, we keep talking about the right. show, man. We'd love to have you on. Talk about the curse. Yeah. I'm surprised I wasn't hit with the curse. Right. Maybe you right. we were. And you didn't even know about it. Maybe. Eton, you just you really? got to talk about the Eagles. Yeah. Oh, space God. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> Little great. day the curse. Now, to, I'm just letting you know, if you see either one of these guys rocking the jersey, Keep an eye on that line. That's it. That's the only thing I have for you to keep an eye on that line. I do want Seth Curry tonight under three and a half rebounds. Dwight Howard under seven and a half as well. Bunch of rebound props I got for you later. Dwight, I don't know, man. I I might rock that and go over. Go over? Yeah. Seven? Seven and a half. I I can live with seven. Seven and a half. Yeah, now the little B it still follows me, but I don't follow him. Oh wow! Did wow. you unfollow? I must have unfollowed him. Mogul, oh, that, that first rapper shady, ever to write and publish a book at nineteen. That's him. <laughs> I gotta follow him. I gotta That's follow. Him. I, can, I can hear you. I can hear you saying, "Oh, I'm out on you." And you no. just, <laughs> yeah, I, I might have. Uh, maybe the program director influenced that. Right, I can yeah. see you saying, "Oh, I'm out on this." Yeah, I could see you doing that. Like. Yeah. Maybe you didn't wait the full 48 before you unfollowed and you just assumed he was going to unfollow or not follow you. So you just didn't check back. I, right. I don't know. That's maybe That's I just followed him again, though. So real quick, just to look at this, because we'll talk a little bit more about this from a betting standpoint with Jeff tonight coming up at 1240. But the game itself, I know we keep saying I it has to be. It has to be. But I'm telling you, it will be. This is going to be a blowout like Mm -hmm. game twos, unless you are in a tight series. And this is not a tight series like Boston, Brooklyn, not a tight series. Milwaukee, Miami, not a tight series. Even Denver, who loses game one, comes back and emphatically smashes in game two. The tight series are there. It's Phoenix, L.A. It's now what looks to be over in Dallas and the Clippers. I feel like we've already seen the roadmap of how game twos work for a team like Philadelphia, where other teams have either struggled and lost or struggled and looked like dog feces, Mm -hmm. but still won a game. Sixers are prime right now. And still, and Barrett's been the one championing this. He's right so far, Harry. They're going to go 11, 12, maybe 13 deep. Yeah, but Barrett also referred to them playing like a number one seed. And tonight will be the sort of the evidence of that. Like if they come out and do uh, what we want them to do, take care of business the way, you know, Brooklyn did last night or the way, you know, uh, Milwaukee did, uh, you know, the other night. If they do something like that, then that plays into them being a one seed. If they struggle tonight with the Wizards. I don't know. I don't think they do. I think, you know, and it, it was in what really made me think about this, you know, not just because they're one number one seed, but the mere fact that they had 10 days off before they had a game. Do you realize I mean, that's a that's a lot of time to have off for playing a game? I mean, that's a tremendous amount of time. 
you know, you got to get back in sync again. I think now that they play the game, they're back in sync. They're going to go out there and give us a product that we've been looking for. Simply because they're, you know, they're more in tune now than they were with a 10-game layoff. You know, they should go out there and take care of business. Yeah, they should. Washington is not a good starter either. And the layoff, yeah. I think, mitigated or clouded, murkied the water up a little bit on that. But look, I mean, tonight, at least from a game standpoint, even if Russell Westbrook and Bradley, this is what we we're talking about with Chase Hughes earlier. And that's why I kind of asked this question, because, look, even if Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal combined for 90 points, which is very likely. And that could happen. I don't think it happens. But worst case scenario in that backcourt, it's CJ and Dame at, at their best. You have got, you're relying on Bertans and Rui Hachimura. Hachimura. Yeah. Right. Where we know that the Sixers could outscore the Wizards 128 to 90, where Westbrook and Beal combined for all 90, but nobody else could get in. Like, that's that's what I'm saying, is that Washington has no go-to option after those two guys up top. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if big you're Doc, off. it's almost like, go ahead. It's a big drop-off. Go ahead. Take, you know, take, go ahead. We'll match it. Especially, look, Embiid's not going to be in foul trouble either. Right, right, right. Sixers all over the. I'm going to lay points on the first quarter and first half for the Sixers. What is Ish Smith going to go in there and just bomb his old team? Remember no. Ish? Yes, I remember <laughs> Ish. All right. Now, uh, I know we got well, Paul coming a, up. We got to take a quick one here. So let's do this live on the break. It's okay. the middle, Philly Voice, the Jacob Media YouTube. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. We want you to hit that notification bell so you don't miss anything as well. And live on Sports Map Radio. All right. All, All right. right. Play action real. You got to give me the odds for a gray hat. I want the, I want a gray hat. Just a, a, a gray hat. Give me the odds on that. So he's right, well, taking over right now. Well, speaking of the odds, I sent you guys this last night. Remember we were talking about the Julio Jones odds? Yeah. 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 I saw uh, and didn't uh was it a lock and fora said the, the Eagles were like 10 to 1 or something? Yeah. 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 Well, the real you so you showed us the real, real odds. Yeah, bet online put them out. Right. And the Eagles are like, let's see, 3, 6, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13th at plus 2,200. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate everything about that. Yeah. That lock and for uh, sliding in some odds that he doesn't even know how to read just to justify putting the Eagles mm-hmm. in the as It goes back to what you were saying, how yep. he clicks. Yep. Those people in Philly will click on it. Shameful. Patriots are the favorite, according to Bet Online. Shameful, and they're at uh, at minus money. Yeah, right. So, uh, I saw saw that. I thought that was interesting. And the other thing, Aton, I know. Did you see Mayor from Easttown episode six? Yeah, I actually have that in my recap this week on on the, the column. Yeah, yeah. I talked okay. about. Yeah, actually, I, I think of all things, this was probably my this was my most favorable write-up for any show that we've watched. Hmm. It's a pretty good episode, but I'm starting to feel like you feel where they, it's almost like they wasted so much time in some of the previous episodes that now there's still storylines. They're going to, they're going to just rush it all in, in the final episode. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and this is what I wrote. You're going to be in, there were two examples of it where, 
this past episode furthered some plot, but the two big carryovers into the final episode were carryovers into this episode. Like what's in that photo Mm -hmm. and Billy, we believe or are told to believe killing Aaron. Right. Okay. We got it already. Like now now you're going to, now I don't know. Is is it just this year or have they re-upped? Oh, I don't know. I I think it might just be a one-off. It's not a bad show. That's pretty good. She's good. She's really good. The, the, middle. the middle. Adam's exploit says, I like the Chipotle guy. He's talking about Jake Asman. Yeah. He's right now working for a tiger. That tiger could eat Asman, and he'd be like, all right, what, what's next? Like, I want more. Yeah, it wouldn't even be a snack. It's like one of those Andes mints. <laughs> just have one, right? That's pretty good, Culver. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Not bad. Hmm. Trying to get the in on these props. Oh, you are listening to the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Yeah, I was laughing earlier because Barrett brought up B. Mitch on, and we love brian mitchell here in philadelphia of course and he did a lot of local stuff here media wise as well before going back to home and i get it down there in the dc area but i'll never forget when i was down in new orleans for the super bowl this is when i was doing the show with amadi and and rodney on the weekend and we were with nbc sports and we were at the hotel coming back it wasn't even like a late night or anything we were coming back and Amani and I were just hanging at the bar real quick before going up just a small hotel bar. It was me, Amani, me, like one other person at the end of it. And I don't even think you can get like anything more than the grab and go stuff. So it wasn't like there was a kitchen or anything. And in walks B Mitch. And, you know, he's had a couple. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And everybody loves Amani Toomer. Right. It's like Barrett. Um, he reminds me of Amani in that sense of like you see that smile and it's like, yo, what's up, Barrett? And it was the same thing like, yo, what's up, Toom? Right. And, you know. Barrett would definitely sit there and, you know, and talk forever. I think Amani would just be like, all right, man, cool. Like, you know, let me go back to my own world, which is fine. Um, love him for it. So so that's what I was saying is, is like we were talking. Then all of a sudden B. Mitch comes over. And next thing I know, it gets into I, I forget what it was going on around the Super Bowl. But there was something about a coach grabbing a player or something along those lines, that storyline. Maybe it was in college or maybe it was right around the NFL, something like that, like physical altercation with a player. And here comes B. Mitch just going on about one day in practice, this coach was riding him and stuff, and they went up and grabbed him. And he came right back and looked at the coach and said, you know, you ever bleep and touch me again? And, and, and I'm going to come out of this you know, uniform and helmet and beat you to the ground and something like that. And he's like, the coach never said a word to him after that. And it was just one of these B. Mitchell stories that just right, right. So, so Brian Mitchell, right? I, I, wonder, I wonder who that coach was. Yes, Bro. I know. I was trying to Google that. Yeah. But it, was, it was like some position coach. It wasn't like a head okay. coach or anything like that. It was like a running backs coach or something along those lines where he, you know, something in a drill. And he looked over. He's like, I don't know who you, I remember him saying that in that scruffy little like voice that he's got, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know who you used to talk it to. <laughs> and it was probably a lot of four-letter words too, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yes, in what he said to the coach and telling the story. Now, can we get back to this really quick though? Because we've got the Sixers tonight. I think we're all pretty much lockstep in that. 
We'll talk about the other games in a minute here, if not with Jeff. But Aaron Rodgers may be good at golf. I, I don't have any interest in watching Aaron Rodgers in this match. I really don't. Well, I, I think isn't the interest with Bryson? Doesn't that sort of override it? Because you're you're such a Bryson honk. Okay. So I think I separate the two. <laughs> now, to be fair, I didn't think I'd like Peyton Manning last time. He but was good. He had to carry the whole thing. I know. This was talking. Yeah. Including the other quarterback and Tom Brady, right? Right, right. Well, he got off to a poor start. It took him like six holes to really yeah. do anything positive, if I remember yeah. correctly. I, I don't know. Like, I'll, It's hard I'll, to talk I'll, trash when you're not playing well. Exactly. You you know what yeah. I mean? yeah. So that means I never, yeah, I'm going to talk anyways. <laughs> The first hole. Never say Aaron's anything. On the first, the first tee before he tees off with that one iron. Yeah, you we, we, we throw out some barbs. Right. After that, pretty much <laughs> quiet. So let me ask you this question then, in regards to that, and not yeah. with Barrett at his one iron. I'll concede that Tom Brady has star power enough and has this lure to him that people are going to want to watch him. Okay, Phil mm -hmm. comes off the most popular run in his career right now, winning the major at 50, the oldest guy to do it. Okay, mm -hmm. I, I understand that Phil Phil and or Tiger have to be a part of every one of these matches. Right. I recognize that. I don't argue with that. I'm not there to hear Phil trash talk, but I am there to see Phil do some crazy stuff. So I get that grouping. Fine with that. The easy shot for me is, look, Aaron Rodgers struggled when there was a script with Jeopardy and other stuff. I don't know how good he'll be off script like this. I, I don't think that he's a people's guy. He's not a yeah. guy that everybody, I think, wants to go chill and hang with. Yeah. After practice. No, you're right about that. I, I get that. That's my concern. Okay. Now, I'll give you this with Bryson. Finally, real quick. Let me wrap it with this. There's something really, really good with Bryson. And then there's something really, really bad with Bryson that I'm concerned about. The really, really bad is that he could get off to like one of those Brady stars. He could be like eight over after mm -hmm. eight and and i don't know how he'll be at that point i don't know if he'll shut down i don't know like he's a professional he's not there to to rah rah and do all that stuff so that's my concern and then on the flip side because it's an exhibition guys harry and mm -hmm. you'll appreciate this i think more than most because it's an exhibition and because you're not playing for a trophy and because it's not a sponsorship we'll we'll see him take risks and yeah. do stuff with the golf ball that we'll never see anybody do. No doubt. And plus, add into this, they're playing at altitude. So think about what yeah, that's right. going to enable his tee shots to do. This guy might put it 600 off the tee. I'm, I'm, yeah, he's going to try. <laughs> I mean, you talk about swinging it. out yeah. of his shoes. He's going to be doing it on every tee. <laughs> My he's goodness. Yeah. Going 500 every time. <laughs> the green, look, the green is 510. He's going 500. <laughs> Easy right, out real there. quick. That's a great. That is a great prop. All right, let's set it and then create our own odds. Will Bryson drive a green? Will no Bryson question drive a green at Big Sky? Yes, I haven't even that, seen the golf course yet. All right, what's let's set the over under at one and a half. One and a half greens driven par four. So for mm -hmm. you out there new to golf, you're thinking, yeah, what are you talking about? A couple of par yeah. threes. Drive the green. He ain't gonna do it on a par. Maybe I doubt it. On a par five, but will he drive the green? You guys are locking in. Yes, you're going and one and a half. So if I set it at one and a half, you'll you'll go what? Over. Over? You think he's nah, going to? No, I'll go under. I say he does it one. I do, there, There's got to be one drivable par four. But other than that, I mean, 
That's tough. You got to hit the green. It's just not like, like you, you just said. hit it as far as the green is. Right, but I'm just saying, just like you said, they're going to be showing off, talking-ish. Mm-hmm. They're out there making it happen. Yeah, of course they're going to talk, bro. I'd, I'd go under. No, nah, I'm going over. I'm going over. We need to find a way to wager this. Mm. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm tempted. You'll find a way. You'll yeah, go to yeah, the legal yeah. black. If anybody market. can, you'll find it. No, 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 no. I mean, like, we need we need some sort of show wager involved here. Oh, okay. You guys are on the opposite end of something that I think look, I don't know if you're gonna find that on there. I think that some of the stuff that comes out of my head is better than what you get at the books anyway. Well, yeah. We got <laughs> over a month to figure this out. Coming up next. All right, we got Parles coming up. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Yo, yo, yo. What is that hat? Ah, Bell Reeve. This is the middle 
on the sports map. St. Louis. I don't even know the odds. St. Louis hat? Okay. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, now we're trying to figure this out here as we always have odds on the stream what color hat Jeff Parles will be wearing. And technically there's a color to that hat. Oh, it's it's a white it's a white hat with a logo. It's a white hat. It's a white yeah. hat. Yeah, I, I went with gray this time, so I'm out. I'm out. What do you think it is? <laughs> what what is that? It's white. No, but white. that logo. The logo's Bell Reef. It's the PGA when uh, Kepka wanted it. Bell Reef. White hat wins fifty to one, but not yeah. white hat with logo. No, they, well, they weren't that specific, right? Oh, so I mean that, that, that's a that's a little unfair because the other white hat that's in the rotation is a Tiger Woods hat, and we don't count that as a hat with a logo. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, and, Joe, so Joe hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. White, white, white hat was fifty to one. Yeah, yep. you know, been a few. It's been, it's been, it's been, it's been. Ah, uh, no, that's in the rotation at least somewhat. Well, at this point, you know, they thought no hat was only 10 to 1. So they didn't think Okay, that, 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 yeah. that's a reason that's a reasonable adjustment even right. though that's a, that's a that, that, that's reactionary to a recent event though. <laughs> okay, Joey, Joey's getting better. Joey's recent getting better. Joey's is, yeah. black, is, is the penguin AZ this this time. Ah, yeah, maybe black, that's black okay, real. So, they said okay, the odds so, 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 okay, yep. so the pen, yeah. that's why. So that's why the odds have gotten better the last few weeks Yeah, then. yeah, yeah. Yeah, the play action real sharper. He's much yeah, sharper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is apparent. Yeah. <laughs> Joey B can be a marble sometimes. There's no sharp edges to him. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, Unbelievable. boy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, what's you- happening today, man? What, what, you know, what, what side of the country are you on? Oh, and- I'm home. I'm back home. I'm okay, back you're home. Back in Vegas. As soon as you can tell that the, the background's back, I'm back home. So, okay, but well, yeah. the big thing is, is the old lady since she moved in with you, is she making you a sandwich right now? That's what no, we no, 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 she's doing work right now in the other room. Um, oh, okay. She, uh, she's uh, basically making sure everything's ready, re- ready to go before she starts her uh, her new job uh, the week after next. So, uh, oh, okay, then. Uh, okay, we're then, in good right. shape there. Yep. Well, how, how has the first game or two of the NBA playoffs treated you, and what what has uh, stood out to you most? Maybe out, aside from the Mavericks and what they've done. So, uh, aside from the Mavericks, uh, yeah. Well, I, okay, that's too right. easy. I, I, well, no, I was I was going to go after the Clippers and and just okay. uh, basically the the fact that the franchise should be folded at this point if they yeah. manage to get swept in the series. Because you legitimately tank, out-tanked two teams that have been tanking for the basically two and a half, three months. The Rockets the whole season after they traded Harden. The Thunder for legitimately two months where they had to win five games in the last two months to get over their season win total and didn't get there. And the Clippers out-tanked those teams to get Dallas and get on the opposite side of the bracket from the Lakers. And, and, and look, the Clippers are going to get swept at this point. They're getting swept. They're losing game three. They're losing game four. They're getting swept. And Kawhi's going to leave, and he should leave. And it's a franchise. Look, it's a franchise that's always been a loser, regardless of where they've been, if it's Buffalo or or, or San Diego or where, wherever. They've been a loser their entire existence. But the what they have managed to do last year in the bubble and now this year, even for them, they are reaching a new level of stink 
that that franchise is never going to win anything. You legitimately have a dude in Kawhi who carried a franchise that was a perennial loser to a title and came to you to do the same, and you can't even get out of it. You're going to get swept by a team that has, again, Luke is a, a top-five player, but, but but Porzingis is a shell of what he was in the past right now. Mm-hmm. And those role players, other than Brunson, I'm not a huge fan of much of those role players on that team, even though Kleba had a big game yesterday. So I, this is the, they're the story. The Clippers in a negative light are the story. Uh, the, the, the other big story is Chris Paul's shoulder. Yeah. I mean, if, if Chris Paul is healthy, Phoenix probably wins last night. I know Campaign had an awesome game, but – you could see campaigns and experience in big spots at the end of that game last night. And you saw it with Booker, too, who just couldn't get loose while the game was still in in question last night at the end of the game. So the, the, the two big stories are out west because the Eastern Conference playoffs are the Sixers are much better than the Wizards. We knew that. The Nets are, are, are significantly better than Boston. We yeah. knew that. The Knicks and the Hawks are very evenly matched. We probably knew that coming in. And if the Bucks, the way the Bucks won Game One, you kind of could see. Well, Miami's probably in for a whole lot of trouble after managing to blow that Game One, and Game Two was obviously over very quickly. Yeah, I'll say this: as far as your first point about the Clippers, I agree wholeheartedly, and it actually makes me feel exponentially better about Doc Rivers and any concerns I'd have about this Sixers team falling apart deep into the playoffs because Chris Paul, Doc Rivers, Blake Griffin, it took a stop at Detroit, but everybody seems a little rejuvenated. Everybody seems just like, you know, they they found the fountain of youth when you get out of that uh, organization and Kawhi is going to be next. We'll be talking about Kawhi in another Jersey next year. Like back when he was locking LeBron down as a center <laughs> in the finals. I, I mean, yeah. it, you would imagine Kawhi either goes to Miami or the Knicks. I mean, those are, those are the two places that make the most sense to me. So Uh-oh. if he ends up in Miami, especially if they can keep Butler and Adebayo <laughs> there, that team is, wow. that team's really, really good. And they're a bear defensively with those three guys. Right. So uh, that, that would be the one where, all right, and also, too, then the Eastern Conference all of a sudden has a big three in Miami, a big three in Brooklyn, and the Sixers are still going to be pretty darn good regardless. So yeah. uh, that Eastern Conference would be ridiculous. It's already ridiculously top-heavy as it is. It would really be ridiculously top-heavy if that happened. I got to give Jeff credit there because he went way back to the Buffalo Braves. Yeah. With the Clippers and their origin, back to Ernie D. Gregorio and Bob McAdoo. Wow, How about those names. Hey, but Buffalo Braves have like like just old videos and, mm-hmm. and playing two K with the uh, with the retro jerseys. The Buffalo Braves had jerseys that should have stuck around. Yeah, they That's were like powder blue. They were light blue and black with a border. They were they had good. Yeah, they were really good. Yeah. They were really good. They should have yeah. stuck around. I saw them. I saw them live. What? <laughs> I saw him live. I was like nine or ten years old. I swear to God. That is crazy. Well, you know, look, looking at this playoff situation, man, with, yeah. with, with you know, the 76ers, you know, and I'm a firm believer right now that they got to, you know, do what the, the other top seeds are doing. They got to blow them out. First game, all right, they're a little rusty. They, you know, 10-game layoff. The Sixers, you know, finally come back, get that chemistry together and blow this team out. If they don't blow them out tonight, then it's going to be a tough it's going to be a tough road getting them out uh in you know in this series. 
Oh, I, I don't. I don't know if I'm there with you on that, Barrett. I, I I saw a lot in Game One that would make me think that this is a four or five game series at at five, at the absolute longest. Just because, I mean, MB played 30 minutes and scored 30 points. They had no answer for him. The the answer for Embiid was have the refs call ridiculous fouls on him and get him off the court. That's an answer that's not sustainable for Washington. Well, well and, also Westbrook didn't play up to his capabilities. I, I, also, I, I, th- I think this is a bad look. This is a bad matchup for Russ because, especially if Simmons is going to be the one that's drawing that assignment, Russ isn't going to do much. Uh, and it would be interesting to see. And I know they threw a little, little bit of them at Beal, but I would honestly just take try to take Ross out of the game completely and make Beal beat you on his own. Which, sure, is Beal capable of beating a team that's not on the level of the Sixers on his own? Of course. But I don't think he's on. I, I don't think he can beat this Sixer team on his own. He could score forty-five, and that's probably could still not be enough for Washington even to steal a game in this series. Uh, I, again, Philly did not have their best game in game one. Their defense was probably as bad as they're going to play all series. And again, Joel only played 30 minutes and still scored a point a minute. And again, you're not going to get 37 out of Tobias Harris every game. But look, you needed someone to step up in the postseason. And Harris did that in the first half while Embiid played limited minutes. And the Sixers, I know they didn't cover, but that was that, was, that, that result was never really in doubt to me that they were going to win that game. They pushed the opening gate. I know that. I got him. <laughs> yeah, no, they uh, look uh, that 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 game. The numbers I pushed love up like tonight minus eight. Yeah, love I, I I do agree with you. That feels like a double digit win. That total's also been bet up a whole boatload from what it opened at as well. I thought that total in game one was way too low. Uh, I I was surprised that it was as low as it was. That should have been uh, to me about a two thirty, which is basically what you're seeing two thirty, two thirty and a half right now on that game tonight. And I, I would still probably be inclined to go over. It wouldn't shock me tonight if this is one of those where Washington just doesn't – they don't play defense to begin with. But if Embiid's on the court for a, a regular 36 to 40 minutes, what's stopping Philly from scoring 125, 130 tonight, especially at the pace as fast <laughs> right. as it was in game one? Right, Dude, me, go, ahead. Oh, go ahead, Harry. No, go ahead. I was going to give you two quick ones here in the same game. One is a team. The other is a player prop. I think – Honestly, nothing is going to change with the Knicks and their strategy against the Hawks. I think Tom Thibodeau is going to come out and do the same damn thing. And the only thing they're going to ask is that Julius Randle doesn't play like a smelly sock in the first 15 (laughs) minutes of the game and say, play like that MVP candidate that you are. So I love the Knicks at home. It's a short line as well. And people clearly are going to jump. Oh, the Hawks are getting points. I love the Knicks at home. And on top of that, it's a high number, or pardon me, it's a low number to go under, but I'm going with that game narrative, which is something in the low 90s, maybe high 80s as far as Atlanta's final. I'm actually really liking under 25 and a half for Trey Young tonight as well. I don't know if I'm willing to go there because I'm not sure that the Knicks have anyone that can really guard Trey Young. The only thing is, I don't think Young's going to get the calls like he did in game one at the end of the game. So you may have a scenario where you don't have free throws uh, like you did in the end of that game for Young. I do agree with you on the Knicks, though, because this is very similar to Denver-Portland game in game two where the teams are evenly, pretty evenly matched, and I don't see a team ever getting up two games in this series, regardless of the fact that Atlanta will have two games at home. 
uh, after this. And Portland will have two games at home in that Denver-Portland series, obviously. But I'm with you on the Knicks. I, I would lay with New York. That would be the only thing I would do. I have not what, – what is the Julius Randle point prop? Because I'd be inclined to go over on that because he was just – he was not himself in game one. The game looked a little too quick for him because, obviously, the again, the playoffs are a different animal, and he's a guy who never played in the playoffs before. 25 and a half, which normally yeah, – that, that is that is that high. is high, but I, yeah. I don't have a problem going over with that. I really don't. Okay, okay. You know, all I know is, that. you know, from this point on, I'm, I'm, I'm fading – AD and the Lakers. I'm fading AD, man. You're fading AD. Yes, I don't know I'm if fading I'm fading AD. He will not play as good as he played this last he week. He will not play, play as good as he played yesterday. Wow. Going I, back I, home. I, okay. So, 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 so that series, again, it kind of goes back to what I said at the beginning. Chris Paul just no no breaks go his way in the playoffs. They just no. don't. The hamstring gave up with him when Houston, when Let's face it, the Rockets should have won that series against against the Warriors uh, when Golden State was going for one of their Durant-aided uh, titles. And now you get this great Phoenix team where they overachieve greatly in a regular season, get the two seed, your reward is LeBron and AD, and now his shoulder fails him. And, and like I said before, and I, I wouldn't be fading the Lakers in this series, even though I think this series still can go six or seven. I just if Chris Paul's not healthy, I we really trusting campaign like he did like campaign at a career game last night, and Phoenix still didn't win the game. So I, I'm just I I don't know if I would employ that strategy, Barrett. I I think that may be a little bit risky. What's what's the uh, Donovan Mitchell situation? Hold on, I, real quick. Before yeah. you answer that, we're going to break on the network. Still live on the stream. Back in three on Sports Map Radio. Go ahead, Jeff. So the Donovan Mitchell situation is really interesting to me, Harry, because it sure seems like he thinks he's ready to play. And that training staff, and, and it looked all the reports leading into that were Donovan Mitchell's going to play in game one. And we get the news about two hours before that he's not going to play. You have all the reporting from ESPN that Mitchell's ticked off at the training staff for not letting him go when he feels 100%. And look, I can't blame the player on that one because – if the player feels 100% and you're in the playoffs, mm-hmm. he, he, he's got to play. Even if he plays 25 minutes, he's still your best player. Despite like people, despite all the narrative, oh, that Rudy Gobert is this great defensive player and all that stuff and broke records for the analytics for defense. Rudy Gobert is not winning in playoff games. I'm sorry. That's just not the player he is. He had to be off the court legitimately in the past in the playoffs because he was a liability. You need Donovan Mitchell – on the court of your Utah, do you need him to beat Memphis? I would hope not if you're as good as Utah is supposed to be. Yeah. But game one kind of showed us that John Morant is up to the moment. Mm-hmm. He might very well may be the best player in this series, even if Mitchell comes back. I'm not saying Memphis is going to win this series because that's a hell of a big ask for them to do that. But they're going to make this a lot more difficult than it needs to be on Utah. And especially, and this is totally backwards from what I would have expected going into the playoffs, but if Dallas sleeps out the Clippers and has all that rest going into a Utah series, I'd be very inclined to look at Dallas in that series against Utah because I know that Dallas would have the best player in the series with Luka. Speaking of him, he's averaging 32, 10, and 9 on 50% Ooh, shooting in his not first bad. eight playoff games. Oh, yeah. Dude's pretty good. And, yeah. and look, they've all obviously all been against the Clippers and. I bet his point total over last night because in game one, 
it was apparent that the Clippers had no one to guard him, and it was right. pretty apparent again yesterday. No, it's true, man. It's true. Uh, I'm putting together the three-play, three-prop, three-different game parlay of the night. All right? You ready? Is it a teaser or is it straight parlay? Well, it's a straight parlay here. I'm okay. just going uh, just player props, player props. Okay. Right? So this is what I have here for you and the rest of the world. All right, we're not back yet. That's fine. I thought we were. I'm going to have to knock one off in order to make it a true parlay. So I'm just going to go back and forth between which of the – All right, so here's here's what I'll, – I'll throw it out at you, and you tell me which one you – Well, you already told me you don't like Trey Young, even though that's the one that I think especially – That's tough. That, that, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, all right, so do you like do you like Trey Young under 25 and a half points better or worse than Alec Burks under two and a half assists? Uh I probably like the under two and a half assists more, but that's a very low number for a guy who we know is going to be on the court for a, for an extended period of time. All right, so I'll I'll double down then and take out assists and just do it this way. What do you like better? Bab Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. So just winding down here, we've got overtime coming up. Jeff Parles, of course, in the house. Uh, let's look at this way. What do you like better, under 25.5 for Trey Young or under 13.5 points for Alec Burks, who is not going to explode to the level in which we saw? You know that. Right, what, 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 you're telling me he's not going to score 18 in the fourth again? Uh, he's not, not going to do that? Bryn Forbes. <laughs> Bryn Forbes has a better chance of dropping 18 in the fourth than Alec Burks. Oh, Alec it, Burks it, it, from it, Seinfeld has a better chance than dropping 18 I, in the fourth. I, I, I actually like the uh, I actually like the Burks under a little bit more than the Young under. I, just, again, the, the Knicks did not show me enough defensively to to, to, uh, to – suggest that Young's going to have a slow game again. It just That's my concern there. Again, Burks, I mean, at 18 in the fourth quarter, and that's just not going to happen again. So the regression to the mean on that would would, would dictate the Burks under is probably a little bit better. All right, I'm going to play that Young separately just okay. so we have that set out here. But this so, is so, so, so if that wins and the parlay loses because of Burks, then next Wednesday you get to get all over me. Absolutely. Then. So we're going to okay. go under Burks, 13 and a half total points. Under Bogdanovich, Memphis's Bogdanovich, clearly. Under 19 and a half points for Bog. And then under eight and a half assists for our own Ben Simmons tonight. Okay. Wow. Okay. Do the, peng- do the Penguins uh, lock it? Uh, get eliminated tonight. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yes, they do. They, uh, Jari lost them this series. Oh, he's terrible. I mean, I mean it's it, it's very. I, I look. I don't like to, to make a hockey series that simplistic, but yeah. Jari Jari lost them game one. Yep. And now playing overtime t- uh, t- uh, two nights ago was completely Horrendous. unacceptable for yeah. an NHL goalie. And that was one of those where if the Penguins lose tonight, that game five is going to l- live in Penguin lore as one of the biggest missed opportunities of all time because they mm. destroyed the Islanders. All night on uh, mm-hmm. two nights ago, and Sorokin stood on his head, and we all know yep. that can happen in, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. All right, overtime coming up next. Jeff, you want to hang? Get a go? What do you got? I, I will be here with you guys. I have nowhere to go right now. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? 
check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. All right, man. As soon as I looked at that, it dropped on my app from eight and a half to seven and a half. So I'm staying away from that Simmons bet. The value is <laughs> As soon yeah. as you looked at it, huh? <laughs> it's crazy. I, I was looking at it, talking about it, and then it took it off Fox bet, and then it came back from eight and a half to now it's juiced accordingly. The over is minus one fifty. The under is one ten. But I, I was more confident in getting seven to eight assists tonight for Simmons, and I don't want to risk that. I'm, you know I'm, why? No way. Because he's going to be he's going to be lined up against uh, uh, Westbrook, and we know Westbrook doesn't have two bad games in a row. So you know, in order for this team to be even close, we're competing with this with the Sixers team. He's got to play better. He's going to take it upon himself to make and enforce himself to play better. And the only way he can do that is to get everybody involved. So that's, you know, that's why, it, it, you know, when you're playing more defense than offense, then, you know, that's, the, you know, it, it totally dictates you uh, being a facilitator and he won't be able to facilitate and play defense on uh, Westbrook for hey, the Jeff, entirety of the game. You guys think Dwight Howard gets kicked out tonight? Because I might go under six and a half rebounds at plus 130, just under the anticipation that he gets thrown. No. I don't think he's getting tossed. I think the better handicap on that is that Embiid's going to play 38, 40 minutes. I mean, that would be the the way that I would look at that. I, I don't a think. Tall number, though. Six and a half to go under? Yeah, no. It, look, I would. I don't know. I don't know. I, again, the, the officiating in these, this postseason has just been so bad across oh, the board awful. that. Yeah. That, that, that I wouldn't expect Embiid to get called for three nonsense fouls again like he did in game one, but who knows at this point? I mean, the refs really can't help themselves at any point in this motion yeah. so far. That Lakers game was the worst I've seen in a long time. Man. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not even, I'm not even sure if that was the worst one, uh, worst one of the last two days. That Denver Portland <laughs> game on Monday was, was absolutely disgraceful. No, you're right. That was brutal. And, and, and that's the point too is it's so, you know, the playoffs make it really difficult to gauge the second-half tempo on games, right? Regular season, you know that if Milwaukee scores 42 points in the first half, there's a pretty good shot that they're going to open something up. They're going to go on that run. No matter who they're playing, there's going to be Correct. a So you would pound a lower number at half for their team total. You would pound probably a lower team total for the game. But Correct. in this case, we see that. And you're right, games slow down possessions all of a sudden aren't relating to the clock so much as they are fouls. And if you get a poorly officiated game with too much fouling going on, that's going to put a game over by 10 to 12 points where normally the pace would dictate that it would go under after the first half. It's not easy as much as it's been in the regular season to get over, I think, on some of the live game. All right, and I'll put it like this way real quick because I know you're going to jump in and that's fine. Take as much time as you want. Last night, if you didn't jump in on Brooklyn at the start of that game ahead of time at nine, you never had better value. Correct. You never had better value than Brooklyn minus nine. So it's everything in, in relation to where the value dips. Like you would have needed truly. And that's why I, I pounded Brooklyn last night. And I'm going to pound Philadelphia tonight for the same reason is 
What kind of scenario, Jeff, do you think would have to happen where the line would shift from minus eight to maybe minus three and a half, where you would really look back and say, oh, man, I'm kicking myself that I didn't take the what Washington up by 12 with with seven to go in the fourth? No, even I mean, Washington up. I'm trying to do some quick math in my head. If you see smoke coming out of my ears, that's why. But uh, but look, I, I I would say there. Look, there are scenarios. Washington could get up double digits in the first half, and you could get a, a discount on Philly. But I don't yeah, see that happening. How much of a discount? Do you, maybe no. I mean, you, you get the you get the two if you're you're Ooh. if Wizards are up double digits in the first half. But I, I don't see that happening. And I tend to agree with you with what you said. Just bringing the Brooklyn game. If you didn't bet Brooklyn preflop, you never had a chance to get a better number than what you had before the game. And I will say this with the, with with totals, one thing I and this is all computer based for the most part. There have been some very interesting over adjustments on totals down. So let's take game one of of the Sixers and the Wizards. That total, guys, I bet in game at two twenty two and a half, which was way down from the preflop total at the end of the first quarter. What happened? The total went zinging over every single number humanly possible. Wow. Same deal with the with Portland and, and Denver in game two. Total went down after a lower scoring first quarter, a little too much. What happened? Went zinging over every single total. So be on the lookout here. If there are lower scoring first quarters than anticipated, you can get discounts on the totals and betting them over. And there are a lot of series out there. And I know that goes against normally what you would see in the playoffs, but – you're talking about a mismatch with the Sixers and the Wizards with the with the worst team playing no defense to begin with. Those are environments to bet overs, especially at discounted in-game prices. You know, one of these days, we're going to have to do this, not just for the stream, but for Barrett and Harry. Now, we may have to strap Harry down for this and force him to watch and, and pay attention, like the end of Clockwork Orange or Brazil depending on which lobotomy you go to. And by the way, <laughs> Brazil is one of the most underrated movies ever, and it's one of the best Robert De Niro performances you'll ever find as well. So with all of that said... <laughs> with all of that said, what? <laughs> Sorry. With all of that said, I, was, I lost my train of thought, and then something happened on, on this end of it here. Um... What if Bryson DeChambeau walked by you with uh, metal yeah. spikes on? You lost your train of thought with all that bullshit. It was Ace walking behind me, click clacking with yeah. his long nails. With his long nails. Yeah. And now I'm like, this yeah. asshole. I can't even. I don't remember what I was going to say. What the hell, man? I, I was setting you up for something, Jeff. Do you have any idea where I was before? I, I have no idea oh, where yeah, you were yeah, going yeah, with that. Okay, now I remember. You mentioned oh, the movie Brazil. Exactly. Yeah. And I got all downtrodden on Brazil. that. Brazil. Really, Brazil is an amazing movie. So here's what I would say is one day what we're going to have to do, and maybe it's an overtime thing. Maybe we do it tomorrow because Harry is out on overtime. But we're going to – we should spend like 10 minutes – and really talk about the benefits of not watching, okay, but betting a sport like the WNBA to where there is no attention paid at all. And if it is, it's late to where you could – like there is so little attention paid on these apps right here to the WNBA to where somebody could be out like Sue Bird or whoever the equivalent is of Sue Bird could be out in a game and that line may not move for an hour. 
versus where so much attention is being spent on the bigger sports, maybe we should be throwing a WNBA prop or game of the night in with you, Parles. I look, I don't disagree. I, I again, I haven't really the WNBA start. It usually starts at this time of the year, but there's usually less going on in May than there is this year. So I have not really kept up with the with the WNBA so far. But no, you're you're not wrong at all. Just because I mean, look, you have NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, MLB regular season, which are all sports that get bet like crazy. So I would not, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I'm gonna have to start a, I'm gonna have to start a, a catch it up with the WNBA and uh, and really start following uh my guy Matt Matt Ellen Tuck a little bit a uh, little bit more carefully to get those get the value properly on on that league. That's all I'm saying. That's it. Wow, did you see this um, Jimmy Butler's agent going after Sham Sharania? Yes, that was that was wow. the fun one. What happened? Oh yeah. Oh, uh, apparently. Go ahead, Eric. Uh, Sharania tweeted something uh, about that. I've been told there have been some very, very testy moments behind the scenes between Jimmy and that coaching staff. And uh, the agent fired back, shut the F up, you clickbait ambulance chasing dirtbag piece of shit. Oh, my God. Wow. You know what? That tells me that, that, that Shams is right. <laughs> that's that's what that tells me. And he goes, no one, no one has told you this because this is not reality. Go find someone's assistant to text about an MRI or some other human calamity you want to be first on. We are good over here. Oh man, look, man. I mean, I gotta say, Shams. But I think Shams. But I think I'm with, with you, hey, Todd. I, Shams probably right on that. Yeah, because he's not an agitator. Like he's not Darren Ravel. This is not somebody, you know, he's not Jeremy Shap. He's not an agitator. He's not somebody, he just reports stuff. He's like, you know, even Schefter has turned into an agitator with some of his tweets. Oh, I had to clarify that with my opinion versus what I'm reporting on and stuff like that. Shams <laughs> and, uh, you know, even Woj will, will step out of that. Like Shams is, is a harmless dude. So that's where I think it's kind of like, a bully in a playground uh, getting picked back on and then going back to the smallest guy and saying, oh, yeah, what'd you say? Happens all the time. Happens wow. all the time. I do think this is 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 great entertainment, though. I need to go yeah. check this out. Yeah, what up, Brittany Griner? You get Griner up in here. Well, the, the oh. last thing I got for Jeff is, you know, being, oh, out, okay. being out in Las Vegas at uh, this time of year, how yep. much discussion – is going on about Aaron Rodgers and where he may or may not be come September. Is they is that a real hot thing, or is, are people yeah. are the sharp people thinking, nah, he's going back to Green Bay? Are you asking I, 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 the hot boy summer out there for Aaron Rodgers? Well, well, well for, first <laughs> off, it's first off the hot boy summer's in Hawaii for him right now. So right, right, but, uh, right. But 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 look, I I I think it's a scenario where everyone is still going to assume he's a Packer until he's not. I mm -hmm. think that's just the way it's got to get played out. Uh, to me, I still think he plays in Green Bay. It's he he hates the GM so much. Uh, it just it's clear. Even the interview he did with Maine the other day, he praised his teammates. He didn't say anything bad about Jordan Love. He <laughs> said he still likes Matt Lafleur, but uh, but I mean he he one he, name was omitted. Yeah, he yeah. hates Gutekunst. Yeah. I hates him. Hates him. Uh, so, uh, look, I, again, I think this ends up being a, a stare down. 
And look, I, I, I wouldn't, uh, uh, Eric, if, if you're ice cold, cold, I don't know if you need to come to me. I mean, that we, we know the fade parlors problem. Maybe I'll give you a pick and you fade and you maybe you'll win. But, uh, but look, uh, I still think he ends up being a, a, a Packer in the end. I still think he stays. Plays week one, doesn't play at all in, the, in, in, train, in, in training camp or, or preseason. And then like a week before the season, he's like, you know what? I, I, I still want to play. We'll, we'll, we'll do this for one more year. And then we'll definitely get out of town for 2022. By the way, Harry, I got I to ask you something, though, uh, before this all ends. Yeah. What was more shocking to you this past weekend? And I say this partially in jest. That Phil won the damn thing, or that our guy Ricky Fowler actually yeah. looked pretty good and nearly finished in the top three when it was all said. Yeah, he finished T eight, and I gotta T8. go. I gotta go Fowler. Well, yeah. didn't, he miss, I, didn't he miss a putt? Didn't miss he miss a putt on eighteen to finish yeah. T four? Yeah. Right, he would have been T five, I think. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, but that yeah. would have that would have got him the exemption, right? For Correct. right for yeah. other majors, for yeah. the majors, right? So because so, Harry Higgs got that. Harry, yeah. Harry Higgs finished T four, and uh, so did Patrick Harrington. By the way, that was a shot. That was there. There was they, they, yeah. look, with the one great thing about golf is you get just bizarro tournaments like mm-hmm. this every once in a while, and yeah, you, you legitimately again on paper. Phil Mickelson should have missed the cut. He was a dog to make the cut this right. past weekend, and he wins the damn tournament. And in all honesty, there was a little bit of doubt on Sunday for a little bit, but once you hit the back nine, it's like, wow, yeah. Phil really had to screw this up in order he, to lose this tournament. He made that birdie on 10 and kept a bogey 10. I thought yeah, it was over was like, right from yeah, there on I, in. Well, yeah. well, when Phil went into the water, he made it made it a little more interesting. Than on it 13, for a few yeah, yeah, with the yeah. approach, yeah. But, but again, look uh, – that was awesome. That yeah. was awesome seeing Phil win that tournament. Well, the benefit there was is where he went in, he could drop on the green so he could easily Correct. make bogey, which he did. Yeah. Right. Uh, again, uh, yeah, look, uh, uh, by, the way, by the way, I have to ask you one other thing for all three of you. Yes. If you got plopped on 17, if you got plopped on 17, what would you make today at Kiwa Island? Where's the wind? In front of me? Uh, let, let's put the wind in your face for the for, for the uh for the posterity, I'm hitting the, driver. Driver, absolutely. I'm hitting driver. Barrett's gonna hit his one iron. I'm hitting I'm gonna, one iron. Yeah, I'm gonna hit driver. I'm hitting driver, and I'm aiming for one of those bunkers on the left of the green. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it's it plays what two thirty from the tips, but really like two fifty with the wind, two forty. Yeah, with the, we're not talking about you know gigantic gusts of like 40 50 miles no, you got a steady 12 no, mile this is an hour a steady 12 mile an hour in about 240 or so right yeah. 45 yeah. maybe depending on it so yeah so you hit the driver and then what it should be driver to wedge if you can Almost. get a hole that's well, what i was going thinking. to bunker I, I, with your wedge yeah I, or, I was thinking know. i was thinking of employing the barrett strategy of just taking the longest iron in my in my uh, in my bag and just hope i hit it left Mm. And then be able to chip up there and just hopefully I don't go in the water on, on, on the second. Right. I would purposely yeah, point myself hit right. Hit a smother hook with a one iron. Empty <laughs> <laughs> out. Out before you. You couldn't even find the ball at that point. Oh, it's dry. You're dry, Barrett. You're safe. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'll keep it right over the top. <laughs> oh, man. That's fantastic. Trying to see. real. All right. That's it. We're going to get out of here. Thursday, we're back in effect on the Jacob Media YouTube page. Reminder, we're going to be off on Friday, off on Monday for the Memorial Day weekend here. Extended 
Memorial Day weekend here for the channel, but we'll be back on Thursday morning. Thanks, Jeff Parles at Jeff Parles, Book It Sports at Book It HQ. And then for Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, Aton Shander, we will see you all tomorrow. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.